There's nothing under the bed. There's nothing under the bed. There's nothing under the bed. It's just you. Devil's Night in the Sewer, everybody. And this is Nick the Rat Radio, coming to you live from the sewers of Brooklyn, New York. Episode 202, it's October 30th, 2019. And boy, oh boy, are my levels all over the fucking place tonight. So that's good. You know, some things don't change. You know, sometimes you're uh, on top of your game. Sometimes you're right next to it and the game's standing there pointing at you and laughing. Which is, which is fine. Yeah, I know, that was pretty loud. See, sometimes listening to a podcast can be dangerous for your health. And this Halloween is, maybe that's something you need in your life. You need a little, I think uh, I think the whole world needs to be a little bit more scared. Because lately, we seem to be scared about the wrong things. There's a war on Halloween going on right now, everybody. I'm telling you right now. Ow. All the religions are doing it. All the all the corporations are doing it, and it's 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 morphing down. It's it's the trickle down effect of destroying Halloween. The only place kids could go trick or treating is goddamn in fucking corporate stores like Dwayne Reed or McDonald's. They don't go to houses anymore. People are scared. They're like these these candies aren't kosher. There might be marijuana in it, but what what person is what what <sighs> Luckily I got a whole bunch of gin to drink tonight. Tonight is gonna be an extra special, extra scary, extra titillating, extra extra for your enjoyment, uh a good old time in the sewer. And I hope you're here to join me. I don't know if anything is even working right now. I, I might I might not even be live. This is the first podcast coming to you for uh, dead. This is the first dead podcast. We don't we don't do it live. We're we're just gonna do it dead. Uh well we've got a lot of stories tonight. Let me just tell you. I think I think we topped the story limit of Completely. I think all the other weeks combined is equal to what we're going to have tonight. We're going to have a very long, scary show. So if you're, uh, yeah, titillating. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, if, if you're, if you're ready to have a spooky, good goddamn time, uh, you came to the right place. That's all I can really tell you. And we're going to, we're going to try to do it without having any crashes, without the show exploding in my face. With everything, just, is everything's going to go smooth. 
It's going to be great. Everything's going to be smooth and great. Just like this gin. Toast to toast AM. Yeah, I was trying to look for like something to change the name of the show to like, but I couldn't really make a play on words like that. Ghost to ghost. I could be a uh, toast to toast. It would be uh, toilet to toilet. But that's not that scary. That's not like that's not a play on words in the right way. See, never mind. I'm going way off. Uh, I'm just telling you how my brain thinks sometimes when I'm off the air. And I really shouldn't describe my brain on the air about what it is off the air. That's not what we're here for. We're here for entertainment and joy and goddamn scary shit. There's going to be extra scary music tonight or maybe just l- lamer music. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out when we get to it, but we're going to have a good old time. We got a lot of good stories, though. That that I could uh, guarantee you. We got gas blasts. We got voicemails. We got news. And, of course, we got uh, music. Now, this first song is... Uh, invalid I don't know what this is but it's by Diamond Ace let's hope this works in the morning to Nick the Rat. The Sewer Man.
man. Diamond days. You gotta love them. If I was trick-or-treating, I would like to knock on their door and give them a treat. I don't know what that would be, but, you know, I'd, I'd give it to them. Oh, man. Whoa. That just... Whoa! That was a weird little turn down there. Uh, it is It is Devil's Night. Now, I was looking at this whole Halloween thing. It seems like the first uh, instance of Halloween uh, started with the, the Celtics. The Celtics? Is it Celtic or Celtic? Celtic. It's Celtic? Yeah, I thought it was so. Okay, but don't they call it like the, the um? Didn't that uh, Larry Bird played on the the Celtics, or they called them the Celtics? I don't know. No, those are the Celtics. The pagans are the Celtics. So there's a difference between the Celtics and the Celtics. Um. Yeah, you've got Celtics who are people, and then you have Celtics, which is some sort of basketball team. Life is so weird. You never know when you're going to learn something new that you was confused about for your entire life. So they had a – their New Year started on like November 1st, October 30th, uh, 31st and 10th, and uh, it was like the fall and the thing and the rebirth and all that other garbage and all that shit. And they, would thought, they thought that tonight or tomorrow night actually, uh, the the dead would come come back for them and – if you fucked up, if you did, if you did some fucked up shit, you had some bad karma, some bad juju, some bad uh, whatever else you would call it, uh, yang, yang, I don't know. Uh, then uh, they'd get you. But that's why they would wear masks so the uh, spirits, because apparently the spirits are goddamn idiots, and they wouldn't know if you were wearing a mask, and they would be like, oh yeah, that's the guy that uh, raped and murdered my family, but uh, he's wearing a mask. I'm not gonna, not gonna mess with them. Ah. Oh. So there's that. We have um, uh, a lot of stories to go through tonight. But instead of stories, let's let's listen to Zindu. Uh, Zindu. Yeah, let's listen to Zindu and see what he's got for us on um, the front, on the news front, which is kind of scary itself. Zindu. Ah, ah. Hey, 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 everybody, it's Zindu, your favorite alien newscaster on planet Earth. Ha <laughs> ha, I'm not from Earth, though, that place, uh, I'm from Oktar. But anyway, that's not, uh, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the news. Just the news. We're not talking about how I was bit by that wolf and then I had a shave for every night and that the the full moon made me really hungry for for flesh. That was hot. And I just started chewing on people's faces. A lot of homeless people were eating. But, you know, since that uh, de Blasio's in office, he's trying to send the homeless people out of New York City. Yep, 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 you heard me. He's paying people to get the fuck out. It's crazy. In the city... It cost $41,000 annually per family to keep them, to like pay for them to be homeless. Which I think, oh, you know, 41, that's just your whole family. 41 should be like what a teenager is making down in, in Manhattan or New York City or something. Anyway, uh, so they're sending these families to Hawaii and all that. They're giving them a check to say to get the fuck out of here. 
We're giving them a check for $17,563. Wow, right on the dot. Nice nice number there. Nice odd number. A couple evens in there, but mostly odd. Uh, yeah, de Blasio's like, we're sending them away, and the thing is that they're, they're, they're coming back to the cities. I think uh, 200 uh, or so of the families they sent away came back. How many did they send? They sent 5,000 homeless families, around 12,000 individuals. 12,000 homeless people. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Man, these people, I'm surprised they're not living down in the sewer. We nicked the rat. I'm surprised uh, the rat's not fighting for for space down here. I read I read some article about like a, like a tenth of all the students in, in New York City are homeless. Uh, and and we're worried about fucking uh, the, the 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 climate. Yeah, that's what you guys are worried about the climate. But a tenth of your fucking students have experienced homelessness. You know, you know this is all a joke. Anyway, this actually this, this news is not a joke. But you guys are the fucking joke. Happy what? Halloween, everybody. We'll be back more with more news. Probably pointing out how more humans are hilarious jokes. I will be back. Is Zendu getting political? Let's hope not, because that would just be horrible. Uh, we have a... You could you could join in the fun and and interact with the show uh, over Discord, over IRC, over email, over the phone line, over Twitch, over over my dead body. Uh, but and part of it comes in the form of voicemails like this one. Let's see if this. No! Oh my god. Holy What the fuck? Oh my god. Oh my god. Somebody call the cops. Uh somebody's got murdered somewhere. Actually, don't call the cops. I don't want to be involved in any of uh Oh, he's fine. He's, he attached a picture of him hugging a teddy bear with that voicemail. I don't know how he did that, but he did, and it, it wrote, I love hugging my teddy. Oh, God. Maybe we should read a gas blast. You could even email me. I think I brought that up. Uh, Nick at NickTheRat.com. Just email me and put gas blast in the title so I could do a search for it during the show and find it easily. Oh, boy. Let's see here. We got one gas blast right here. I don't know. We got a couple. Uh, my aunt Betty told me a creepy story of a uh, creepy story. I hope there's no creepy clowns in this. Uh, of a young girl named Nancy. She bumped into at the supermarket. She was out buying cucumbers and Halloween candy. She's talking about Nancy was? Uh, who? Betty? My Aunt Betty told me a young girl named Nancy. She was out buying cucumbers and Halloween candy, the full bars. She's not poor. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, when she saw saw this girl peeking out from behind the corner 
a girl with long black hair and blood dripping out of her eyes. Aunt Betty said she went over to the girl and used a, uh, oh God, a tampon she had in her purse to sop up uh, the blood, but it wouldn't stop pouring out of her face. Soon the entire aisle was covered in blood and looked like a murder scene. Uh, Betty, Betty slipped in the blood and hit her head. When she she woke up in the hospital and she asked the, uh, the nurse uh, that was with her, uh, she, said, she said to the nurse, what happened with the young lady with the bleeding eyes with me? And the doctors and the nurse told her that she was found alone, knocked out cold on the floor in a place called Jane's Bakery. It's a little creepy of a story. Uh, if you think you could outdo that story, leave me a voicemail or give me a call at 917-719-5923 or leave me an email with a gas blast in the title, Boosh, and send me your scary story. I'll read it online. I don't know about bloody eyes and tampons being that scary. Jeez, my mic's picking up all the noise today. Um, look at this. It would okay. Either way, we have a lot of show to go. A lot of show. So, get your candy corn and your full size chocolate bars ready to have a fun, creepy evening. Let's listen to another song as we wait. For me to remember what we have in store for everybody. Uh, Perry Tune, Dim, royalty free music. The f- fuck is that? Shit! 
not what they see. Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. This is, uh, that was Perry Toon. Now, dim, free royalty music. This is a good song. Creepy. Pretty creepy. Uh, the past couple of shows I've sent out, I, I, uh, I was doing, we were doing a contest for artwork. I've, I sent out all the art, the art the last, yesterday, last night, yesterday, yesterday, before the night, during the day. Uh, yeah, so uh, if if you won art and you sent me the email, then you got that. But uh, I still have to send out a couple more pieces of art to a couple people that I was I was, I was speaking to in the in the back channels. Uh, there's a Spootina and Quirkness. I gotta send some to. Yeah, we're sending out a lot of artwork. Uh, we're also doing uh, another giveaway. If you want to win some free artwork, uh, give give me a. Give me a call or, or something. Yeah, you have to give me a give me a scary story. Yeah, that's how we'll that's how we'll do it. Um, all the music that I'm playing tonight is free. It's all on SoundCloud. It's all CC by 3.0. I think that's a, a new gender. It's LGBTQT CC by 3.0. Um, if you want to find it, go to you go to Nick the Rat and go to social and sound. SoundCloud likes Nick the Rat. I don't know. Just use Bing. Bing it. Bing it, baby. You can Bing it and you'll see it. You Bing it and you see it and that's how it works. Uh, what else do we have over here? Ow. We do have more uh, more emails, more gas blasts. Uh, then we're going to uh, we're going to do some stuff here. Uh We'll open the phone lines soon. We're not going to open the phone lines just yet because if we did that, then we we wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Whoa, what is this? Okay, here we go. Gas blast. Sorry, it just I. Sometimes you look at your phone and the the glow of it just makes you pass out, and you just. Like an hour later, 
You're naked, covered in mayonnaise, staring at your phone. Uh, here we go. Gas blast. Uh, Sultan of Soy. Oh, boy. Are you finna buy the new Modern Warfare game? I swore to myself that I would not get it due to the predatory microtransactions and PS4 getting an exclusive game mode for a whole year. Really? That's fucked. Uh, but I'm a huge cuck like you and ended up buying it. At least it's fun and I could dab on PC and PS4 players with crossplay. X bro here. Well, A, I don't have it. But if I did, you would not be dabbing on me. PC Master Race, you're going down, buddy boy. Uh, it looks good. I've seen gameplay. I haven't played a Modern Warfare game in a long time. I have been playing Outer World lately. Outer World. By Obsidian. The game that Fallout wishes it was. It's very cool. The uh, uh, combat's okay. But you know, he's never any great in any of these games. But the... Storyline is pretty amazing so far. Ow. Really enjoying Outer World uh, on PC. And and since you called me a soy boy, uh, I guess I should just admit that I have a Nintendo Switch and I bought a Ring Fit. So I've been doing Nintendo Pilates lately. Now, if that's not scary, I don't know what is. Let's... uh. Let's play another. Let's go to another Zindu, and let's liven this. Let's liven this night up with the Zindu. But yeah, Call of Duty looks good. I don't have it. I might have it soon. Um, EA is actually going back to Steam, and uh, oh yeah, so I got Outer World. I guess I should just mention this because this is a deal for everybody. If you have a PC, you could get tons of free games. Well, not free, but for a dollar for a month. Xbox basically has a Netflix of video games. There's a promotion for a dollar right now. I think it goes up to $5 after that month. And then 10 after that, maybe? But hundreds of PC games that you could download and play. Outer World is one of them. So if you have a PC and you like uh, Fallout uh, and you got a dollar, there you go. Uh not totally optimized for PC, though. You can't run it at 144 hertz because it fucking stutters. You have to go down to 60. Either way, Zindu, we're getting real nerdy down here in the sewer. We're supposed to keep it scary. Thank you, Gas Blast, for breaking my train of thought. Making me think about video games. Zindu. Hey everybody, this is Zindu coming to you from the Dark Sewer News Network. Uh, we're going to change it to Dark Sewer Poem Network for tonight. Yes, the Dark Sewer Poem what? Network. Uh, I found this, this article on uh, some fucking website, bookster.com. Uh, it's, it's scary, spooky poems to read on Halloween. So I thought I would, I would change it up and maybe read everybody what? some poems. Wait, hold on one this second. One, this hold one's on. called Haunted... Hold on, I gotta pause that. Sindhu, I asked you to do the news. You're supposed to send me news. I pay you to do the news. Poetry? Yeah. 
You give an alien an inch and he'll send you stuff you don't want. Okay, whatever. Let's see. Let's listen to some Zindu Halloween poetry. Jesus, fuck. By Siegfried Sassoon. All right, let me get ready to do this here. At least didn't write this. Do I do the snaps in two? Like, yeah, this is Zindu coming to you from the Dark Silver Studios. God. An evil creature in the twilight looping, flapping blindly in his face, beating it off. He screeched in terror, and straight away something clambered. Is he snapping? Heavily from an oak and dropped bent and double to shamble at him, zigzag squatting bestial. Headlong he charges down the wood and falls with roaring brain agility, the snapped spark and blot of green and purple in his eyes. Then the slow fingers groping on his neck, and his and his here the strangling clasp of death. What the fuck? Alright, so that was uh, haunted by Siegfried Sassoon. I don't. Why am I reading these again? This is just some. Uh, whatever. I think poems are great, and I think they should be they should be spread and shared like uh, brain viruses, and that's what Halloween's all about, right? Brain viruses. So let's read a. Uh, let's do another year's story. We're gonna do some more snapping too. Little. <laughs> Those are my toes, by the way. I snap with my toes. Oh. This one's called a uh, a child's nightmare. By Robert Graves. What a great name for Halloween. Robert Graves. Through long nursery nights he stood By my bed unwearing Loomed gigantic formless queer Purring in my haunted ear That same hideous nightmare thing Talking as he lapped my blood In a voice cruel and flat, saying forever, Rat, Rat, Rat. That's been Zindu. I'll be coming back at you a little bit later, probably with more poems because there's no goddamn news to even talk about right now. That last story was seriously the last one that I have right now. I don't know. Anyway, more Halloween spooky poems coming at you from some website that posted them, and I'm just rereading them for you. This is in uh, a segment by Oktar, coming to you from the Dark Sewer Studios. Really? There's going to be more fucking... Beatnik Zindu? You're really... It feels like you're beating me. Jesus Christ. Well. Yep. Yep. How? We're back to the show, everybody. This is Nick the Rat Radio. We're listening to... Scary, scary shit for the whole month of October. This is the fifth week of October goodness. I love that there was five weeks in this month. When I, when I, when I first found out 
that October would be five weeks. I was like, fuck yeah, extra paychecks. It was a great time. It was a good time. Made me happy. It is coming to an end, but you know, it's it's still it's still a, a good memory of the month. It was a good month. And, you know, sometimes it, it's easy to get sad when something comes to an end, a close. But, you know, uh, every month ends, but there's always another one coming if you could live to see it, you know. Uh, so so don't be too sad that October is almost over. And don't be too scared that there might be some spirits that you pissed off that are coming to get you. Because... Oh my god, what's... There's somebody right behind you. Don't look. Their face is bleeding. Uh... Free dramatic scores, horror music, tales from the asylum, sad piano, and haunting violin.
This is an important message from Pioneer Credit Recovery. This is Mrs. Smith. The law requires that we notify you that this is a debt collection company. This is an attempt to collect a debt, and any information obtained will be used for that purpose. Call us back today at 1-877-382-8432. Thank you. I really, nobody should really call that number, okay? Somebody keeps calling me with that message, and I think that number might go to, like, uh, like a this like a Satan type fucking uh, call center, and y- you might lose all your information going there. Uh, but that's why Nick the Rat Radio has a special offer for you for only sixty nine ninety nine. We have Celtic VPN, and for an extra sixty nine cents, it's not pushing it. You can get. Celtic VPN on top of that. First it goes through the Celtic, then it goes through the Celtic. There's more people in the middle. Yes, I know. And you're paying more money for it. But look at it this way. If you can't trust me, who could you trust? Really? Like, you know. And I think Celtic VPN is is goddamn great. Like, I use it all the time. Whenever I go on the internet and I'm like, wow, um... this, the Celts are paying me money to, to sell this stuff for them. I'm like, I'm so happy I don't use it. Because it's 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 that good of a product that I don't think that a rat should be using it. And then I heard about the, the Celtic upgrade, which I was – my mind blew. I was like, for only 69 cents more, you could have Celtic Celtic VPN in your house. Taking all the information and you're giving it directly to them. You're paying them. So your information go right through all their servers. And they have total access. You just have to trust them. It's fine. I don't use them, but I just sell their stuff because they pay me. Celtic Selfie VPN. Uh, get it today on uh, 917-719-5923. Just call up and ask ask for it. It's operators. Stand, uh, they're probably they're probably sitting. They're not standing by. They're sitting by, but they're there for you. Celtic CelticVPN dot com. Uh, you know we should probably listen to something that you want to listen to, other than Zindu, goddamn telling poems and stuff. And I usually get a lot of requests for this. Aquarium. Meredith Lamb owned an aquarium. It was left to her by her father, a world-renowned marine biologist, decades ago after he had passed away. Meredith became the beneficiary to his large fortune, 
and the recipient of continuous praise to his father's legacy from other biologists. Meredith didn't share her father's love for marine biology. On that point, she really had no love for anything, except for herself. She divorced twice, once from a lawyer and once from a CEO of a small electronics corporation. Her abuse of opiates and alcohol caused her to alienate her children after they tried multiple times to intervene. She spent her days perfectly content in her own company, traveling on occasion but otherwise spending most of her time in her father's mansion near the beach. Meredith was rather boring. She was rarely at her father's aquarium, but she would visit from time to time to check on things. One of these times, she went to make a speech about her father to a group of aspiring marine biologists. She gave anecdotes about how her father would spend hours researching on the shores and oceans throughout the world, his starfish collection, and their various trips out to sea. This pleased and inspired the crowd. After the students had dispersed, the head biologist walked beside Meredith. How are things, Mrs. Lamb? she asked. Oh, fine, replied Meredith, absently. She didn't ask how the biologist was doing. Did you hear about the tourists that drowned at the beach? she asked, pointing to the shoreline. No, I didn't, said Meredith, her eyebrows furrowing. Yeah, a poor woman got a cramp in her leg and her brother dove into the sea and tried to save her. He was caught by a riptide and he drowned too. Absolutely tragic, said the biologist, shaking her head. That is horrendous, said Meredith in agreement. The two stood in silence for a while. Well, good to see you. I have to make the rounds, said the biologist. She walked to the tide pool outside to check on the animals. Because the students had all gone outside for lunch, Meredith basically had the place to herself, so she headed towards the giant shark tank. It was the only part of the aquarium she really enjoyed. A dim light shone through the surface of the water, which illuminated various corals and seaweeds that covered the sandy bottom. Stingrays skirted here and there, and a large, lazy eel gulped in water as it stared blankly at nothing. Meredith could only identify hammerhead sharks, but there were at least four different species of shark in that tank. There was also a single sunfish, who Meredith had named Mr. Lump. The aquarium was set in a large theater-like room, which had tiered benches that faced the tank. Meredith sat down at one of these benches and stared at the tank. She noticed an Asian man standing right in front of it, staring upwards, seemingly in a trance. It was so still that it made Meredith uneasy. She decided to get up and walk around some more and come back later, expecting the man would have moved on. After a 20-minute walk around the facility, she was annoyed to see that he was still standing there in the same spot, in the same position, looking up in the same direction. She decided to go home and let the man have the place to himself. One night, several weeks later, she decided to have some of her neighbors and business owner acquaintances at the aquarium for a private catered dinner complete with a bar. There were about 15 people at the party, all dressed up in cocktail attire. They talked about their kids, their businesses, and other things to brag about and size each other up for. Where are all the other trick-or-treaters? I just want candy.
It doesn't even have to be gluten-free, 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 gluten-free. Hello? 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 Where, where, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I don't know, but it's dark and squishy. I could help. Hold on. Hold on a second. I've learned about this before. I had a, what are they called when you have like a, a teacher, a sensei, a, 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 a Keebler elf? I don't remember what it was. Okay, hold on. All right, let me just. Rub my hands together. Get them all warm. And now put them in my pants. Oh, okay. All right. So, look, if, if do, you, do you see any lights where you are? Uh, no, but I hear voices in my head, and they sound like they're on the Xbox. You have voices in your head on the Xbox? D- don't, don't, please, please don't repeat what they're saying. Do not repeat. By, oh jeez! Anything that happens, don't repeat what they say. It's the words of the words of the devil. Uh, it's cold. It's it, cold. Hold on. If I rub my hands, I could stick them in your pants too. Hold on one second. Let me. Get them. Where are you? Okay, I just gotta come into the warmth. Come into the. Uh, we're gonna. We we should we should probably. Listen to, oh wait, I should probably thank some people right now. We should thank the callers. 917-719-5923. Nick the Rat, the blood is dripping directly into the sewer. Dripping. Dripping, dripping, dripping. Drip, drip. Into the sewer. Into the sewer, all the blood everywhere. Don't get the blood on you. Uh, You're going to get the blood all over you, Nick. No. Don't get the blood. The blood is dripping all over you. No. Uh, was that the Skype sound? Well, I guess the blood's Yeah. Gone. <laughs> it was blue Imagine you open Skype up and squirts blood in your face. I'd, I'd, I'd sign on for that. Uh, one, two, three. We should probably thank. It's almost uh, before it's midnight, before Halloween is here. I should probably thank uh, people that have helped the show. And to do that, I need to figure out a way to load the, all those messages up over here, which will take me five seconds. I wish I had a, a monkey pal song. Okay, here we go. MailChimp or whatever the fuck it is. Either way, here we go. uh, We're going to thank some people by just saying the letters of their names or something and spelling it out real slowly. Wait, this is from PayPal telling me they're going to tax me. Okay. Uh, We got a donation here. Holy crap. This is more than just a a 420 in the month. Uh, This is more than $10 Ten dollars. This is more than seventeen dollars. More than eighteen dollars. This is twenty million dollars. I got the the best listeners in the in the universe. Oh, maybe not the universe. Maybe just the sewer verse. Uh, 
This is from a, this looks like it's from a company. They might want me to say their, their name, but I'm going to, I'm just going to read their message. The, I'm going to say their, uh, W E B web is their, their thing. If they want, if you want me to say your whole name, just send me an email and I will for 20 million. Fuck. Uh, I'll read the message. You made me LOL with the snowed in Snowden joke. Keep keep doing your thing, Nick the Rat. Thank you. That's pretty funny, Snowden. Maybe I should use that somewhere. I like it. Uh PayPal telling me that they're charging me more. Okay, wait, no, wait. Here's another donation. This is from DV. It's a four twenty. Thank you so much for the four twenty DV. Uh, we also have LTH. I think that's uh, – they probably want me to say whatever they're doing. LTH gives me 420 as well. Thank you for that. And I think this is finally AM with $1 billion. AM, thank you for the monthly $1 billion. You could do that with PayPal. I'm probably giving them most of their money through just the uh, taxes they do through there. Oh, and somebody uh, stopped paying me money. Okay, so there we go. That was, uh, I just want to say thanks to all those people and happy motherfucking Halloween on the East Coast, everybody. It is midnight in the sewer. Raise your glasses and throw them at the wall. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to take a sip. Guigi's Mansion Part 3 is out. Go grab it now. It looks fun. Um, well, we're going to listen to a song, and then we're going to come back, and then we're going to do a lot of stuff. I'm going to open up the phone lines very shortly, probably after the song. If you want to get a voicemail in, leave it now. Otherwise, when you call me, you're going to talk to me in front of millions of people. Or you could just jump into Discord. I got that wide open too. That's probably uh, We got a flu with Stranded. Oof. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah.
This is Zindu coming at you from the Dark Sewer Studios. We're doing some poetry readings off of bookster.com. That's str.com, bookster. Uh, this one is called, uh, hey, everybody, yeah, yeah, baby. This one is called The Haunted Oak by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. I hope I do this one justice. This one looks like a good one. He prayed his prayer, and he swore his oath, and he raised his hand to the sky. But the beat of the hoops moved on his ear, and the steady tread grew nigh. Wow. Who is it rides by night, by night, over the moonlit road? Hmm. And what is the spur that keeps the page? What is the galling goad? Yeah, I was, uh, I was okay. I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, let's read this next one here. This one's called "The Spider and the Fly," a fable. It's the title. They put a fable in the title by Mary Howitt. That's a crappy title, there, Mary. But anyway, let's read what you got and see how people like it. All right, let's get in the mood over here. Let's do some more snaps. Yeah. Oh, God, Zindu. Don't I ever do this again. smoke on this weed and toke, and I'm a smoke. Wait, wait. Hold on. That's not the poem. This is the poem right here. You're smoking uh, my the weed? The spider and the fly fable by. Uh, Zindu, that's my will weed. Will you walk into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. Tis the prettiest little parlor that ever you did spy. The way into my parlor is up a winding stair. And I have many pretty things to show you when you are there. Oh, no, no, said the little fly. To task me is in vain. For who goes up your winding stair can never come down again. This is the worst goddamn segment in the history of this show. Anyways, You're right, this Zindu, it Zindu is. coming to you from the Dark Sewer Studios, giving you some Halloween poetry. No, Have a good stop. night, everybody. We'll be back later. Stop.
stop that. No, Zindu. No. Stand down. Okay, we have uh, a lot of scariness to go. Uh, let me see if there's any gas blast. Uh, those come in. Uh, we're going to open the phone lines. You know what? Maybe I should open them now. Yeah, let's fucking open up the phone lines. Uh, I already know that I'm going to get a call from the guy from uh, goddamn Men in Black. Let's see here. I hope. I hope he calls me. I'm gonna. I, I have questions to ask him. Actually, nine one seven seven one nine five nine two three. Give me a call. It's hey Nick. I was right. Uh, g- give me a call. I'm gonna open the phone lines up now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Nick Rack. It is Rick, your friendly Negro hood Warner Beer. Known to you on Twitter and beyond. Follow me on Twitter, Richard Claypool. Anyway, let's sing the Wombat song, because after all, I am a Wombat, and it goes something like this. Oh. You know you have to be a fuzzy little Wombat, be a Wombat, be a tiny little, little, little Wombat, be a Wombat, be a tummy, wummy, wummy little Wombat. Be a wombat. And remember, wombats are great. Wombats are basically great little creatures, and I oh yeah. And one little final thing that I learned: ducks, male ducks have a penis. It can be like a about the same length as they are, up to eighteen inches. I use and they uh, have little spirals. I use duck dick to open them. my wine bottles. Look up the case of this duck who went through a window. Died no, on yeah. the floor, and his other duck came in and fucked it for ninety minutes. All right. Remember, well, yeah, this actually that I last call. I that song justice, and I don't really care. But I hope that the duck story made up for it. All right. Remember, if you need anybody to fuck your mother in the ass, don't. Whoa, whoa, okay, okay, we're gonna turn that call off right there. We do have a new product on. Uh, nicktherat.com it's uh you could just go there you could send you could click the donate button if you if you send me a billion dollars we could send you we got this new wine opening thing it's like a duck vagina and we it's crazy uh hello caller how are you doing hey nick you were talking about that uh stillwater guy very knowledgeable young man i had some questions for him also <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, hello <laughs> hello do you hear me caller yeah we're we're on the, are we live <laughs> i'm not alive i'm dead this is uh this is nick nick the rat's ghost talking to you dead that's, that's so fucking spooky i'm gonna whack off on a ouija board do you ever whack off on a ouija board i've done that before and it was weird because I like try to jizz on goodbye, but it went all over, and then my 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 sperm kind of like congealed, coagulated on a on hello. That that actually sounds delicious. What I I wanted to talk about um, vampires though. You knew a lot about them, yeah? Oh yeah, actually I do know a lot of vamp- about vampires. I had one on the show recently. 
Right. Uh, Stillwater guy. He knows a lot about them, too. Like a demon hunter, or exorcist, or um, missionary, church group, uh, mission, whatever. Hey, so are, are vampires, are they usually like European and stuff, right? Uh, there is sometimes uh, European vampires in America. Right. But they're yeah. usually European, so, yes. So are, are they cut? Are they are they cucked? Not cut, like you know, circumcised. Oh, are they circumcised? Well, that depends on their. Um... I mean, not not that it matters to me because it's not like I'll be the one sucking. But what? but if you have if they got all that extra blood, doesn't that give them like raging priapism? Hold on, one second, caller. Yeah. Caller, we gotta. I mean, women always want to have sex with vampires. I mean. There's got to be a reason, right? Okay, look, color. Look, if you're talking about uh, vamp- vampires and still water, I I can't tell you if he is one or not. Uh, well, I hope he calls. C- caller. Hello. Caller, yes. are you there? Nick Nicholas um, Rathew. Caller. Can yes. You, can you turn your radio down? Um, my radio broke. Your Something radio about a Stack broke? Overflow. I don't have time to fix that shit. Well, you you should turn your radio. You should turn your radio back on. Um, make the rat back from the dead. Dot com slash radio worked for me, but uh, Nick the Rat Radio is fucked. So I don't know if anyone else has that issue, but. Oh. Hey, another question for you. Okay, yeah, sure. Zindu's poems suck, so I'll give a short one and then I'll let you go. <sighs> I was about to hang up on you, but you're right. His poems do suck. Uh, Hear this once, the day is nigh. Yeah. Tonight, you may possibly die. Oh, my God. No, you can go ahead and uh, you know, hang up on me, piss on my phone, because i got to read. Well, thank you, caller, for uh, giving me the proper path to exactly where I need to be. That's always exactly what is uh, wanted. We should probably maybe listen to Zindu telling another another poem. No, let's listen to. Wait, what is? What the hell is that? What's going? Ah! Well, howdy. This is Buford T from Tennessee on BCP. And I also like the whiskey. But I'm done with this bottle. I'm out in the sewer hunting me a rat. Where you at, Nick? Come on out and play. I'm just trick-or-treating in my own special way. Come on out, ollie-ollie-oxen-rat. There you are. Die, you motherfucking rat. Die, you motherfucking rat. Take that, you dirty, no-good varmint. Die. That'll teach you to mess with Buford T from Tennessee on PCP.
Let's see what we got. Wait a minute. That's not a rat at all. Adios, mofo! Well, I guess you got the better of me this time, Nick. But I'm still looking for you. <laughs> There's a beautiful team from Tennessee on PCP. Crazy old me. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, Buford T. Taking over my radio station like that. What What do you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing, Mister? If you're gonna do PCP, make sure you buy from Jimmy. He's a a good cousin of mine. He's a little rat, a little twerky, but you know. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta look, I gotta look through stuff over here. Wait, we already did the Nord, uh, the Nordic Celtic VPN thing. We did that. We did that. We should listen to a, a scary story. We should listen to a scary story, right? Yeah. We got a lot of scary stories to go. You thought I only had like one or two? No, I've got like. Got like five hundred of these mother lined up. Just for Halloween for you, for you, the fine folks of the sewers. So let's go to a uh, creepy story, spooky story. This is one of the Jason. Sca- we, we got a phone call coming in. We got, we got to take the phone call because it might be my lawyers. Uh, hello. Hello from Spearfish. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, so weird. Yeah, I. I I guess there's a question about vampires I gotta answer. I heard there's a questions about vampires, and I heard you're the man to talk to. This is Stillwater. Yeah, that's me. I, f- I fucking I'm still Stillwater. I'm getting good with yeah. uh, hearing voices and knowing names. I'm getting good at it. Yeah, so so could my choir teacher. Anyway, uh, the the question was something about uh, vampires and circumcisions. Oh, that's what he meant. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, vampires. Uh, oh, they're also European. I think he's bringing up. Uh, are Europeans uh, snipped? Is that what he was trying to say? Or I, I don't know. All I know is that uh, usually uh, vampires only circumcised if they were Jewish in life. You know. So there are Jewish vampires. Well, yeah. What, what what do you think happened to Judas? I thought they were very clear on the Dracula two thousand movie. Do you know what they're missing out on that I have never seen? That is an open market. Okay. Muslim vampires. Oh yeah, they have those. They do. It's a yeah yeah. It's more of a folklore thing. No, I want to see yeah, a movie. It, I want to see like a movie. Oh, you want a movie? Oh, actually, yeah, that is an untapped well. Yeah. That'd be pretty goddamn amazing. Actually, now that you bring it up, I'm surprised that they haven't done this sooner. This would have been great during the Bush era to uh, help people uh, hate Muslims more. Like, oh, man, their vampires are assholes. We should 
we should really, really airstrike them immediately. It's weird how they, uh, it seems like, uh, well, let's see here. They do make horror, they actually, horror movies don't really um, create enemies of the media watching public. It's usually action movies. Yeah, usually action movies do that, yeah. And what horror movies tend to do, yeah. yeah. Usually what they use horror movies to do is to uh, try to turn teenagers uh, off from fun, you know, like... Uh, uh, like that's why eat. there's always teenagers getting killed while before they have sex, before they f- start boning not and just, doing drugs. Yeah, not just sex, but yeah, like, uh, you know, like you have like Kevin Bacon smoking a joint and then a scene later he gets killed, you know, and that was the end of young Kevin Bacon for us, you know. Okay, here we go. We need a movie with a Muslim vampire that attacks older people that are grocery shopping. All right, but to offset the uh, balance there, it's got to be a Muslim vampire hunter that takes them out or at least trains the next generation of vampire hunters like a, in like an Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of uh, archetype. I like it. Yeah, I like oh, I'd I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of untapped markets out there. It's so sad that the the movie industry has created just like oh, there's only one thing we'll do, and it's the boringest thing. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the monkey that doesn't like to swing to the next branch until they have their hand on the next branch. You know. Uh, like they're not, they're not they're willing to, to really leap into the yeah. air and make a judgment and then catch on to, and go faster and be more adventurous. You know, that's kind of what Hollywood is. The, the monkey that likes to play it safe and then fucks up because of it. Uh, Stillwater, you are a wealth of knowledge. Are you going trick or treating tomorrow? Yes, I am. Uh, it's going to be 27 degrees. So I'm going to go as one of my classics. Uh, I'm going as a, a pretty chilly guy, so I got to bundle up. Uh, yeah, do you know what yeah. really pisses me off? That that they, they they try to like marginalize the trick or treaters. First, it's like, oh, you're too old to do it. Uh, you have to go to yeah. the, the the like CVS or Dwayne Reed or uh, Huawei's yeah. or whatever. And those the fuck are it is. and those are but pale copies of what nature has done to us here yeah. in South Dakota. And that's called it's too cold to trick or treat. Cold, yeah. And it always yeah. ruins the outfit because it's you're like, dressed like you, Spider Man in a parka. It's like what that, yeah, was, that you, never happened. You have to you have to wear your full winter coat and then pretend to be Batman. Yeah, you can't do that. You See, can't this, do that. This is why they don't have oh, superhero gosh. movies in the Arctic. Or the, the hot places. It's always like in a mild area where they could wear their costume willy-nilly and not care. Yeah, but I do got to say, though, uh, we do the corn uh, mazes where we do, like, haunted houses in these mazes cut out of cornfields, you know? And that's really cool, but it, they really up it when it's snowy and they decide, let's let's change some of these monsters into trolls and ice giants. That's pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, there is that. Okay, I have, a, I have a question for you. Sure. I've never been in a corn maze, but can you steal the corn? Yeah, actually you can, and uh, they won't notice. But they like, won't. most of the corn is, it's like, 
There's probably so much. Like, I don't know corn. exactly how they do it, but like the corn stalks are still there. I've never seen any like ears of good edible corn. But Wait, you so, know, so you're going through def- like a fucking corn graveyard? Well, yeah, it's in the autumn. This is after a harvest, so yeah. Uh, like That's a, a lot up, of people man. will like leave the the, the uh, like if they have a smaller section of cornfield, you know, they'll leave that untouched. They probably but, don't yeah, want. They, they probably don't want tons of civilians going through like corn because then they might be touching it or like jizzing on it you know popcorn you ah, all over the corn and people don't want to eat that you can't sell that well um you actually can't sell that and that's why there are more rich farmers here in the dakotas than there have been in the past (sighs) well this has been a very eye awakening thing uh do you have a do you have any scary stories for us Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, it's about the hill right next to Spearfish called Crow Peak. It's uh, it's haunted as fuck, dude. Okay, uh, Stillwater, uh, can I ask you yeah. to just stay on hold? I'm going to put on a song, and we're going to come okay. right back and listen to this the scary story about this thing. Sure. Can you wait on hold? Can I hang up and then grab a quick shot and take a bite out of my burrito and then I'll call back? Okay, you just wait on hold call back. and we'll, I, we'll talk about it as soon as you come back from on hold. We're going to listen to a song and uh, this one's called Come Out and Play by not Offspring, but Darren Curtis. This is a royalty-free horror remix. Dear God. First Zindu. And then the music. What it would? Who's the showrunner? Who's the, who's the writer for Nick the Rat Radio? We need to fire this person. Get get new scientist in here. Can't keep doing this. Fuck. We'll be back.
Nicky boy, this Gator lady, you know Gator lady. Jason Scary Stories Cold as Clay a farmer had a daughter for whom he cared more than anything on earth. She fell in love with a farmhand named Jim. But the farmer did not think Jim was good enough for his daughter. To keep them apart, he sent her to live with her uncle on the other side of the county. Soon after she left, Jim got sick, and he wasted away and died. Everyone said he died of a broken heart. The farmer felt so guilty about Jim's death. He could not tell his daughter what had happened. She continued to think about Jim and the life they might have had together. One night, many weeks later, there was a knock on her uncle's door. When the girl opened the door, Jim was standing there. Your father asked me to get you, he said. I came on his best horse. Is there anything wrong, she asked. Came, you came on his horse, he said. She packed a few things and they left. She rode behind him, clinging to his waist. Soon he complained of a headache. It aches something terrible, he told her. She put her hand on his forehead. Why, you're as cold as clay, she said. I hope you're not ill. And she wrapped her handkerchief around his head. They traveled so swiftly that in a few hours they reached the farm. The girl quickly dismounted and knocked on the door. Her father was startled to see her. Didn't you send for me, she asked. No, I didn't, he said. She turned to Jim, but he was gone. And so was the horse. They went to the stable to look for them. The horse was there. It was covered with sweat and trembling with fear. But there was no sign of Jim. Terrified, her father told her the truth about Jim's death. Then quickly he went to see Jim's parents. They decided to open his grave. The corpse was in its coffin, but around its head they found the girl's handkerchief. fuck he's talking about what <laughs> uh i don't know what that was all about that was a weird story there uh jason scary stories um look for the toe with jason scary stories on youtube to find this uh we're having technical difficulties in the sewer right now hold on one second
they were better. Okay, let me look uh, at the phone line. Let me just make sure there's a uh, there's some voicemails here. Nine one seven seven one nine five nine two three. Nick the Rat. Ah, this is the IRS. What? We've heard about your donations, and as you can tell by the road noise, we'll be there. I, the, they're all. I documented all of them. They're on TurboTax. You could check my. Uh, you go to the scientist. We're all good. We're all good. I'm paying my taxes, everybody. They take a third of all of it. That's all I'm going to say. So if you send me like a dollar, I only get 70 cents. We have to start like a cash handoff place, a black market. I really shouldn't probably be talking about that. I meant a handoff of traceable checks transactions we're uh, we're having a fun time tonight this is it's halloween only happens once a year apparently i get phone calls more than once hello caller how are you doing yeah oh, hey rat it's me again hey sewer chat you guys are great how is your uh, uh your burrito fajita Ooh, oh, it's great. Uh, I made myself a burrito with chicken and steak in it at the same time. I can't believe I didn't think of it sooner. You're like a, you're like the Frankenstein doctor. You just throw in all these things together. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not playing God. At worst, I'm playing gosh. This is true. This is true. So you got a, you got that scary story for us, man. We're fiending for. Well, scary yeah, sure. Stories. Uh, so, like, uh, we're spearfishes. Uh, we're right between uh, uh, two different mountains and then the Black Hills at large right in the south. And on one side, you have Lookout. That one's scary for a different reason because it's uh, covered in rattlesnakes, you know. So that's scary on its own. But Crow Peak, this is a hill uh, slash mountain. Uh, it's kind of in that in-between area because it's super old and all the dirt has gone away. And then right near the surface is all the like precious gems and stuff that you get from really ancient mountains. But uh, on this uh, ancient mountain, there is a big uh, battle between the Lakota and uh, a, the Crow tribe. That's where it gets the name Crow. He was Peak. on a Voyager, right? Yeah, I, I assume so anyway. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of time uh, slips in the Black Hills, but we could get into that another time. Uh, but up on Crow Peak, this is where a big battle between uh, two different Native American tribes happened. And uh, the Lakota won, and uh, after that, the Crow uh, just kind of disappeared from the oral history of the Native Americans. How about the, the rectal Plains. history? Uh, the rental history, yeah, that didn't exist yet. Oh. Uh, even in the retroactive time traveling period, they didn't bother with it because it was so messy. And don't ask me how I know that. I just have it on good authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, anyway, with the resulting uh, massacre that happened on this hill, like, everyone that I know, like, I grew up in this town. And a lot of, like myself, my family, and a lot of friends and family that I know gone up that hill, and they've taken pictures. 
And you know what happens in a lot of these pictures? There's apparent Native American-looking hikers off in the distance when these people have all sworn up and down that they were the only ones on that hill. Whoa, 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 whoa. One second, caller. What do you mean they look like American Indians? Like, instead of looking like the period uh, apparitions, they took on the appearance of, uh, they'd wear a simple t-shirt and jeans and then hiking boots. That guy's a racist. Sorry, sorry, Stillwater, but you sound like you're uh, sexist or something. I don't know. I have to be outraged. It's Halloween. I got to be outraged. You probably think that would be a cute Halloween costume, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, put on jeans or whatever. You're an Indian now. I get it. We don't have that kind of hate on Nick the Rat Radio. This is an all-inclusive safe space, asshole. Hang up on you again. Zindu! Good evening, everybody. This is Zindu with more spooky, spooky, spooky poetry. Yes, that's right. Halloween poetry from bookstar.com. This is a list of 13 spooky poems to read on Halloween. It is All Hallows' Eve. It is Devil's Night. We're getting fired up tonight. And I thought the best way to get fired up is probably to read some poetry. So let's read this one here called The Night Wind by Eugene Field. All right. We're not going to get in the mood over here. We're just going to go right into it. Actually, you know what? Pass that pass that pipe right there. Let me smoke that shit. You're smoking... If you're smoking my weed... Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard the wind go... Yo! Tis a pity sound to hear. It seems to chill you through and through with a strange and speechless fear. Tis the voice of the night that broods outside when folk should be asleep. And many and many's the time I've cried. To the darkness brooding far and wide Over the land and the deep Whom do you want, O lonely night That you will wail the long hours through And the night would say in its ghostly way Yo! The fuck? Yo! What the fuck? Wind doesn't go yo. That's a fucking shitty poem there, Eugene Field. I'm not supposed to be criticizing. I'm just supposed to be reading. Here we go. Let's let's read this one. Beer. Ed, Edna St. Vincent Millay. The Little Ghost. This is a little poem by a little ghost. Here we go. Uh, I knew it for a little ghost that in my garden walked. The wall is high, higher than most. The green gate was locked. That poem sucked too. You know I gotta smoke weed and get higher. This is Don't smoke don't do dare No wonder my 
I hope Nick doesn't know I got into a stash. You know what? I'll, I'll give. Here you go. You one more because that last one was short. This one is the witch by Mary Elizabeth Coolridge. Coolridge. Cool. 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 Coolridge. I wonder if my old my the weed was cutting back. wind yes. is a cruel. Th- is it not more wind shit with yo? Is it? I hope not. Here. The cutting wind is a cruel foe, especially if you're smoking weed. It's hard to light your pipe and joint when the wind is blowing through your knees. I dare not stand in the blast. My hands are stone and my voice a groan. And the worst of death is past. I am but a little maiden still. My little white feet are sore. Oh, lift me over the threshold and let me in the door. Here's Zindu banging on your door. This is the Dark Sewer Studio reading probably the worst Halloween poems on the internet ever for your enjoyment. We'll be back later with more goddamn awesome poems. This is Zindu. We'll be back by... No, thank you, Sindhu. Uh, I, uh, I remember going out trick-or-treating through buildings and apartments and uh, uh, houses around the block in the neighborhood. Whoever had uh, uh, decorations was free pregame. But it's weird now because it seems like the only people that put up decorations are like uh, rich people that uh, aren't home. On Halloween. I might be wrong. It might just be the neighborhood I'm in. So it's a little bit strange. But I I don't even know where you would go now to go trick-or-treating. Like uh, there used to be like, oh yeah, this block was good. That block was good. We got to go there. We got to get hit up this house, that house. These people had the good candy. Those people had the good candy. Now it's, it's seriously... I don't know how it is in in uh, other states or cities. But in New York City, if you go... If you're walking... From uh, you walking around the neighborhood, it's a bunch of kids going into like uh, like corner stores or a corporate like Seven Eleven, like trick or treat guy behind the counter, and then they give you like goddamn like the mini candies that they have. It's so sad. It's strange, though. But also, you know what? It's also so sad that it morphed into kids eating candy. It used to be fucking changing the way you look so you don't get fucking cursed for the rest of your life. And there's dead people looking for you because life is that fucked. It's a very weird... weird thing. And also, yeah, I saw uh, the word new candy showing up in the chat and... Most new candy is bad. It's candy. There, peak candy was probably like in like the eighties or whenever they used real sugar last. We already we're way past peak candy. We're in like corporatized fucking plastic. Okay, well you know what? Okay, I'm I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little off topic. I get a little uh, a little emotional sometimes. We should. Let's listen to another story. Let's go back into the Halloween. Let's Halloween mode. Uh, wait. Halloween. Halloween. Halloween.
mode. Good evening, everybody. This is the sewer creep coming to you from the sewers. We have some scary stories to tell you tonight. This one has no title. It goes like this. It was Halloween night, and the kids were all out trick-or-treating. The best house on the block to go to is Old Betty's house. For she gave out full-sized candy bars and had the best decorations. All of the kids in the neighborhood knew about it and would head right to her house. It was the best street spot, and it gained fame for it. Yes. This Halloween night was different, though. About 20 kids got to her house that evening, and there was an odd odor in the air. Old Betty's house was also much different looking than usual. Not one decoration was up, and there were no lights on the house or outside, making it almost scarier than ever before. The allure of four servings of sugar each was enough to overcome the children's fear, and a group of them approached the door. The tallest child, Timmy, was dressed like a vampire and stepped up and knocked on the door. It creaked open as his little feast pounded on it. Out of the door poured a putrid smell, and all the children winced. But the sugar craving was immense, and the children sallied forth. It was very dark inside, and one of the neighborhood geeks, Derek, dressed as Yoda, tripped over something in the dark house and yelled fell I did ouch Jill wearing a pumpkin dress pulled out her cell phone and turned the back flashlight on all the children screamed old Betty was dead on the floor look as if she was there for months her face was withered and maggots already started to eat her eyes Then something supernatural occurred. It must have been all those years old Betty was giving out the best treats. She finally wanted to give out a trick. Above her body, a shimmering figure appeared. Betty was hovering above the body, translucent, looking down at the children. The children were all scared, stiff, not able to move. Then her smile and her nods turned into a horrible, crooked frown, and her skin started to melt off. What the fuck? Her ghostly skeleton then grew to fill the entire room and yelled at the children, Boo!
well... It's... It's Halloween. It's Devil's Night. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's... It's... Eh. Whenever you're listening to this... It's now. Ooh. Ah! Hello? Hello? Who are you? Oh, hello? Anthony. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. We're, uh, do you have a scary story for us? I did, I did have some ideas of uh, trolling scary, scary stories, like climate change. But no, nah, man. I as The world is scary enough without having to think about ghosts and and uh stuff that goes bump in the night like the trees hitting my roof right now because it's weird. that's uh okay well okay let's 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 break down fear and scariness right here uh there are scary stories that are just like oh there's a ghost ooh, but then uh real fear happens in real life well actually is it fear though like uh, scary stuff. Like, say you woke up tomorrow and and somebody told you everybody you knew died in uh, they got eaten by uh, rats. Now Go is that on. is that scary or is that just kind of like oh that's sad my friends and family were eaten by rats. What if what if you woke up tomorrow morning and somebody was banging on your door and they said. Your family and everyone you know will get eaten by rats today. What if a rat was banging on your door and told you that your entire family was going to be getting eaten by people? And you have to pay taxes to stop it from happening. I I wonder where I got that mescaline. I think we're ready to uh, listen to another uh, song. A Actually, we should play an advertisement. Yes, an advertisement would fit perfectly between <sighs> this commercial break. Are you tired of the same old mail? You talking to me? Look no further. Groovy. Dark Sewer presents The Duke's Mail. Clean up on aisle four. <laughs> what a mess. Do you need to liven up your sandwiches? Suck it down. Are you looking for that special something in your egg salad? Sewer scum. Maybe you just need some essential oil in your life. I always said if there's a way to go... It would have something to do with women, whips, and oil. 
the Duke's Mail. I am the king of the world, baby. Only $69.99 a gallon. Damn, I'm good. Call today. Come get some. 917-719-5923. Sometimes I even amaze myself. Pussy to time travel? We here at the Dark Sewer Network understand. We were too, once. But then one day, we stumbled into the solution. And now we would like to sell that solution to you. Half Pipe Hooch. Who knew that beneath one of the largest alcohol-consuming cities on Earth was flowing a river of the best liquor mankind has ever fallen into? Half Pipe Hooch. Hooch's alcohol content is so high, some pansies in California might consider it toxic. But it is good. So good that after a few slurps of half-pipe hooch, you will be ready for anything. Time travel, taxes, and even death. Turn your fears into your bitches today. Call 917-719-5923 for more information. Half-pipe hooch bites certain lifespans, so be sure to drink it responsibly. Okay? Well, like, seriously, drink it responsibly. Don't, don't die. Austin Garber, the fog. Type of magic, Lesbomancy. You're building a rat ship here. And rodent farms as an answer. Oh. <laughs> Where'd you get that one? I it's a good story. Yeah. Rodents. Let's grow some rats and eat them. Yeah, some big ones. Want to go for a ride? Then call yourself a cat. It's time for Nick the Rat Radio, only on the Dark Cedar Network.
To Nick the Rat Radio, that was Austin Garber, uh, The Fog. That's a song. It's all on SoundCloud. It's going to get creepier. Okay, I should probably make it creepier again. Okay, everybody. I have a scary story for you. This is from Nick the Rat, straight from me to you. For me? For for you. Uh, one That's time. What? Who? So the scary stories, it basically goes like this. There, was, there once was a rat named Nick who had a podcast that was sick. And every time he tried to rhyme, someone would interrupt him. Interrupt him. Interrupt him. Damn, you were, you were off. You almost nailed it. You almost nailed it, but... That's pretty scary. Okay, let's hear a really scary story. I had to shut off my radio. What the hell, man? You Okay, look. You have to shut your your radio off because you are having way delayed reactions and responses. I'm talking to you in real time, mister. Yeah, 917-719-5923, right? Okay. Well, that's no, you're talking you're talking here too. Are you a demon in my head? Okay. Uh, does it feel like I'm a demon in your house? Oh my god! Y- yes, it does actually. In the back right hand corner of my brain, actually, it feels like you're right there. It's probably because I ate too many Reese's pieces. I call them Reese's pieces. <laughs> Do you exist? Okay, okay, guess we're going to play. Okay, we got to... Dear God, heaven be thy name. Let's listen to Zindu. Welcome back to the worst segment since the Dark Sewer News Network with Zindar from Oktar. What? Zindu from Oktar. I'm so high right now. Yeah, let me get more of that next week so I can read some of this poetry here. No! <laughs> what the f- This one better be good. It's by T.S. Eliot. I think I know that name. Even though I'm from Oktar. The Hollow Men by T.S. Eliot. No, oh, this one's a little bit long. Let me sit up on my five asses. Here we go. Ah! 
We are the hollow men. We are the stuffed men. Leaning together. Headpiece filled with straw. At last, our dried voices. When we whispered together. Are quiet and meaningless. As wind in dry grass. Or rats feed over broken glass. In our dry cellar. Shape without form. Shade without color. Paralyzed force. Gestured without motion. Those who have crossed with direct eyes to deaths over kingdom. Other kingdoms, sorry about that. I'm a little high. Remember us, if at all, not as lost, violent souls, but only as the hollow men. The stuffed men. I don't know. What were they eating? Who made this? Who made them food? I don't know what that was about. That was about like war or something. I thought we were talking about Halloween poems. All right. This one's called The Ghost House by Robert Frost. Another name that sounds familiar. Ghost House. This has to be spooky, scary poetry. But let's do this. I dwell in a lonely house I know that vanished many a summer ago and left no trace. But the cellar walls. I dwell with a strangely aching heart in that vanished abode there far apart on that disused and forgotten road that has no dust beth now for the toad. Night comes. The black bats tumble and dart. That's what I don't like about poetry. There's really no beginning or end. It's just like a piece in the middle. It's like poetry is, if you took a book, you ripped a page out, you fold it into four pieces, and then you read one of the pieces. That's what poetry is. Anyway, we'll be back later with more poetry for your enjoyment. This is Zindu wishing you a happy devil's night. Maybe it's, wait, actually it's Halloween now, isn't it? It's probably about, let me look at my watch. Is it it midnight in the sewer? I pre-record this. I don't fucking know when Nick's going to play this shit. Anyway, I'll be back later with more poetry. And oh boy, I'm going to smoke all of his weed too. Don't you <laughs> goddamn touch my weed, you asshole alien. Ah! You're fired. Okay, first you're supposed to do the news, and then you smoke my weed. You also probably... Yeah, you did... I had four bottles of gin back here. Now I only have one. You're a son of a bitch, Zendu. Okay. We got to take a quick vote. We have uh, Jason's scary stories. We have one more from him. We have another sewer, uh, was sewer creeper, super sewer creeper sewer guy. We have a uh, more Zindu, or we have uh, the second half of Illuminati's story. I got. I'm taking a quick vote. What the hell was that demon in my head? Ah, uh, okay. Illuminati it is. It seems like all the voices in all the heads are saying, please, please play something worthwhile for us. Our ears and our brains are withered grapes. 
They are the raisins in the pumpkin patch. And they need to be filled by the ghost's ectoplasm. Illuminania! Ah. While drinking cocktails, something caught Meredith's eye near the octopus tank, which was within view of the dining area. She brushed it off at first, figuring that it was just something in the tank moving around. Then she saw something a second time, and she decided to investigate. Excuse me for a moment, I think I'm going to take a little stroll, she said to the group. Some of the people there acknowledged this statement with a smile and a slight nod, and then returned to their conversation. Strawberry daiquiri in hand, she walked towards the octopus tank and looked to see if the giant octopus that resided in there was particularly active. Its massive tentacles were waving about as though it had been moving, so Meredith figured that that's all she was seeing earlier. As she turned around to rejoin the party, something down the hallway caught her eye again. She turned around and saw someone turn the corner towards the shark tank. Hello, she called. She was unable to identify the person with such a brief glimpse. She decided to go after them. As she rounded the corner and entered the large shark tank auditorium, she saw a man standing directly in front of the shark tank. It was the same man she had seen several weeks ago, standing in the exact same spot. Hey, how did you get in here? she demanded. The man didn't respond. She placed her daiquiri down onto a bench and stomped towards the man at the tank. Excuse me, how did you get in here? she demanded again. She had taken Valium earlier and the alcohol was already affecting her judgment and was making her much braver and confrontational than she usually would have been. She grabbed the man by the shoulder and turned him around to face her. The man's eyes seemed blank and distant, and his skin looked pale and wrinkly. Meredith's hand recoiled, and her eyes went wide. The shock then just turned into anger. "'What are you doing here? You need to leave!' she said, raising her voice to just below a yell. The man stared blankly at her. "'Hey, answer me! I'm gonna call the cops!' she said. The man's mouth opened, and water spilled out of his mouth. A long string of seaweed emerged and hung on his lip. Meredith gasped and stumbled backwards. The man opened his mouth again, and more water spilled out of his mouth. The seaweed that clung onto his lip felt like spaghetti to the ground. He gurgled something incomprehensible, then pointed upwards into the aquarium. Meredith turned her head up towards the massive tank. Near the surface of the water, Mr. Lump, the sunfish, slowly swam. Meredith noticed that there was something that looked like black seaweed behind it. As it passed slowly, Meredith discovered that it wasn't black seaweed. It was hair. A woman wearing a one-piece cherry-printed swimsuit floated lifelessly, face down, just below the water's surface. Her black hair floated with artificial current back and forth, creating a veil that hid her face. The man started to gurgle again, but more urgently this time. Meredith turned around to look at him as he regurgitated more seaweed. It fell out like pudding and plopped onto the ground. Meredith wanted to scream, but she only squeaked and stumbled backwards. The man stood, staring at Meredith, slack-jawed and glassy-eyed. Meredith was transfixed on the man until she heard something slam up against the shark tank. 
the woman, hair floating around her like a long black crown, had pressed her hands up against the glass. The woman's eyes were white and bulging, with a single fish picking at one of them. Her mouth was wide open, and large bubbles were erupting from her mouth and nose. The woman started to jerk and hold her throat as though she was struggling to breathe. Then, after one last desperate jerk of her body, she became lifeless again and started to float upwards as more fish surrounded her and started to pick at her flesh. The man grabbed Meredith with his white wrinkled hands and dug his fingernails into her shoulder. Meredith grabbed his hand and tore it away from her. She turned to run and tripped clumsily up the stairwell towards the hallway, holding her shoulder as it throbbed in pain. She made it back to the place where everyone was eating. "'What the hell?' asked a large man in a red button-up shirt. "'You look white as a sheet. Are you shaking? What the fuck happened?' Meredith collapsed, holding her shoulder. The party got up out of the chairs, and one man rushed to her side. "'I think she might be having a heart attack,' he oh said." God. He grabbed his phone and dialed for an ambulance. Hang in there, he said. Meredith didn't. She had been scared to death. Welcome back to the sewers of Brooklyn, New York. This is Nick the Rat Radio. We are having a great Halloween together. It's uh, creepy, scary, spooky time. And oh boy, oh boy, I have to check to see if I have any voicemails. It looks like I have more voicemails. 917-719-5923. It is Halloween important Demon in my head, would you say? Nothing at Black said it's Halloween here now, too. I didn't know demons had time zones. All right, let's listen to this voicemail, which I'm going to stop. I already know what it is. It's a goddamn fucking credit card rating. It's from Pioneer Credit Recovery. Oh, Jesus this is Christ. Mrs. Smith. The law requires that we notify you that this is a debt collection company. This is an attempt to collect a debt, and any information obtained will be used for that purpose. No. Call us back today at 1. No. Eight, no, seven, no, no, seven, no, three, no, eight, no, two, no, eight, four, three, two, no. thank you. What happens when you call that number? Uh, not, nothing really. I called it before. It's kind of like the goddamn thing. Like the phone tree from hell? I think, I think actually I have viruses on my phone and because I called that. <laughs> Nine one seven seven nine five nine two three. Mr. Park, hello. Good Hi. evening. Good devil's night. Whoa. Evening. Hey, Nick. Uh, you're probably doing your show, and you'll get this. And uh, just wanted to tell you, because I don't feel like 
sending it via social network that I promise I will call in with my story if there is room for me. Oh, there's room. Oh, this is probably, wait, hold on. This open lines. Hello, call? I promise it'll be any good, but <laughs> I don't know. You might find something interesting about it. Right. Have a did you fantastic st- show. Did you start to call <laughs> in and then I, you heard your voicemail playing and then you're like, you bailed because you heard yourself talking? And, whoa. Whoa. Call now for your free virus. Or if you have Celtic, Celtic VPN, you're protected. I could guarantee it because they paid me money to shill this shit. I don't really use it, but I'm getting paid, paid, paid. And you too could get VPN service. Ow! A caller, come on. Can you turn down your phone line? Your, your radio line? Your phone radio? Yeah, you called it. I heard you playing me, and then I pushed out again. I guessed it. I would have, too. I'd be like, oh, my God, I hear me on the radio. but I'm- Yeah, you know me too well. Um, I have to say this. I have to. Oh, my God. Nadia! Oh! is great. I love, 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 love Nadia's stories. Oh, I'm shivering and shaking in my boots. I am. Man, wow. she makes it extra spooky tonight. Oh. Died of okay. fright from the shark that bite and the Scooby Doo and the seaweed poo. It was crazy. Yeah, that's one simplistic, ratty way to put it. Yes, <laughs> very, very much so indeed. <laughs> but uh, props, ultimate, endless, eternal props. Um. So, okay. So here's this fucking story. So just. Bear with me. I'll try to make it short. And, and um, so here was one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had. And I really felt that it was paranormal. So I, I just, you know, that, that feeling where you could maybe rationalize what happened, but this overwhelming, consuming feeling of dread and supernatural vibes, like interdimensional horror. You know what I'm talking about? And you feel it. It's uh you know, actually, you know what's weird for me, though? I, I'd hate to break your story up, but... No, no. I usually feel uh, uh, paranormal dread when I'm, like, looking for something good. Like, uh, I, yeah. I might be on my, my last leg, but I'm trying to, like, summon the spirits yeah. for something good to happen, and I could feel it. So yes. usually, usually the paranormal stuff is a good thing for me, but it's Me scary. too. That's the thing. I seek it, and it just so happens... That on this one day that I visited this very world-renowned, as they say, notoriously haunted place, mm-hmm. it was it was daylight, late spring, beautiful, sunny. And the thing is, okay, so here it is. I grew up in Chicagoland, and I actually spent some years in Midlothian, Illinois, which is right near Bachelors Grove Cemetery. But at the time, I was pretty young, and I didn't know about it. Then as I went on to other suburbs, I found out about it. So I would visit it with my friends. And Bachelors Grove really was super spooky. You couldn't take a whole roll of film there without catching something. Something that was unexplainable with just a real film camera. And 
you always caught something with just one. Well, anyway, this one day, I decided to go along just for a nice walk. There's kind of a long, spindly path that leads up to this unkempt, unmaintained old cemetery. And there's a lot of damage to the stones and everything. But I thought for sure I'd run into some other people. Such a beautiful day. It goes right along this highway, very busy. So anyway, there's no one there. It was a nice, nice walk. I am shaking. I'm sorry. Just oh, thinking no, about no, it. Oh, God. I'm just thinking I'm, about it. Like I'm feeling it right now. I feel it inside of me. It's, it's a, it's, here's a, yeah, I didn't, I'm so glad you said that because this was one of the few times that I just wanted to enjoy the beauty of it. And I know it sounds very wonky to some people, but I wanted to honor all the dead. There's been so much damage to a lot of the stones. People have trashed the fuck out of that cemetery and, you know, dishonored a lot of the graves. And so I went in, just walked around. It's slightly fenced in on both sides, but the fences are also damaged. You can go past the cemetery and right before the highway and all surrounded by dense forest is this huge pond. And this pond is known for all of the body dumping from going all the way back to the depression area from the mob. And in fact, it's even known to have a horse and carriage dumped into it at some point, you know, and that is terrifying in itself. Um, So I, I, you can walk through this cut out part of the back wall fence and where people have made it easy to stand along the little muddy shore of this pond. And, you know, the sun was shining and it was beautiful. And I was just staring at the pond thinking about how many people suffered. Were all of them dead, you know? I have one question for you really quick. Uh, Yeah. There, there's a lot of uh, there's a kind of a lot of traffic going there. Was was there a lot of like garbage? Did people were people being disrespectful with like leaving trash around? Yeah, but the thing is, is there were there were groups of people who volunteered, and and so sometimes I would just go to pick up trash. And so the that day, it looks like it had been freshly cleaned up around the cemetery, uh-huh. and there wasn't too much trash around the pond either, right through the the back. Um, the back fence opening. So I was really pleased to see that because I hate seeing all that trash oh, around. Yeah. And yeah. yeah so you know what, <laughs> do you know what really pisses me off? Okay. This, I'm sorry. I'm going a little off. The top no, no, no. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what you upsets do. me about seeing garbage? It's, it's, I feel like I could clean it up, but I've got some place to be so I can keep going. <laughs> it's kind of like, I, well, this, you can't be bothered. You can't be knackered. You can't be, you know, right? Because I wouldn't get to where I would have to go because I would be, like, carrying yeah. tons of trash with me. But and it's I, it's an intention, right? It's a thought. It's, I'm thinking about like it. I'm like, man, I could clean all this yeah. up. Like, I, I, I have, yeah. uh, I'm here. I could do this. And I walk past here all the time. Yeah. And I would like a nice place to be. But How fitting that a sewer rat would have real take real issue with, you know, heaps of rotting garbage. How fitting! Just a nice and tidy little rat. It's a clean sewer tonight. <laughs> Desi- desiring a nice, tidy, and cleanly, you know, atmosphere. What's wrong with that? Well, it's it's yeah. good for the spirits. The spirits, uh, uh, yes. it's filtered for them to come through when it's that way. So I try That's to right. summon them by cleaning up. 
Thank you for that. I think it makes a difference. And it also opens up room for your chi to flow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. <laughs> so um, I don't want to take up too much time. I know there's other callers. Oh, no, no, no. Well, well, yeah, go on with the where, – where were you in the um, story? You were uh, So I was standing yeah. standing at the at the muddy bank of this big pond. And the foliage was about half grown in. And the guardrail for the highway was just beyond that. Um, there were cars speeding past. And I was just thinking, it's interesting that I came at a time that there's not people cleaning up. It looks good. Just reflecting, kind of going in the zone, zoning off. <laughs> Fucking shit that just happened. I saw something moving on the other side along the guardrail of the highway really fast. And it was a blur. And when I looked at it, it, it was between, it was going about 10 feet between the trees. Oh, there was just a little bank on the other side of that pond. And I'd never seen anything like that fucking thing in my life. It was like hunched over and it looked like, it, I, man, I, I wish I could explain this, but it was so fucking fast, but it looked like a hunch over, you know, the descriptions of like chupacabra creatures and I'm bringing that up again, but it's not a joke this time. No, yeah, and it just, it looked, it was four legged and it looked hunched over a little bit like hyenas and it was just so fast. And I was like, I've never seen anything like that on four legs. I was like, what the, f-? it must be maybe a mange, mangy dog or something, but it moved really fucking fast, like a blur. And so I just thought, well, my eyes are, my vision is distorted from looking at the um, waters reflected. Well, so I've been reflected. told that I'm really fast and I'm on four legs too. <laughs> no doubt you scurrying rat. Yes, no doubt. And, so it went between the trees, and there's a perimeter that it can go around, and that perimeter leads to the bank I was standing on. But here's what happened next. Yeah. And this is what really drove my heart into a coronary. Yeah. Less than five seconds later, there's no, there's no animal that we know of, at least in the Midwest, that can move that fast. So it had to have been a different creature. Low, menacing growl from right within feet of my right side but i'm staring at what definitely is not dense foliage to my right and there's nothing there and it is fucking oh god okay i'm leaving but i was so fucking terrified it didn't feel like just a it didn't feel like a canine growl it didn't sound like a you know feline growl it was I mean, it was, you know, just I oh can't God, uh, replicate it, but you can imagine Ugh. it just sounded unearthly. And I thought it couldn't be that creature. And there was no rustling in the perimeter of that foliage, nothing. And I was too terrified to move. I was frozen. You, oh my God. But it started run, increasing. Run, it's growling. Run. And I was looking. I'm like, where is this fucking growling coming from? I don't see anything. But it's okay. definitely within like three feet to my right. And yeah. so I backed slowly up when I finally regained the use of my limbs, like the quivering coward that I am. Yeah. I just slowly backed out and I just held up my hands to whatever it was. If it could see me, I'm leaving. I'm just give me a chance. Oh I'm weaving, and I backed slowly through there with my life. I, I escaped unscathed with my fucking life. That's what it felt like. 
I'm sure this is very uninteresting, but if you had been there and if you had felt it, it truly felt like interdimensionally horrific. I just, I couldn't, it just felt different. It didn't feel earthly. It didn't feel terrestrial. <laughs> so, you felt the presence. Just, there was something I was afraid there. to turn my back. Some, yeah. So, yeah, so I walked backwards halfway through the unkempt, unmaintained cemetery, hoping not to trip on a huge stick or a branch, which when the storms rip through there, they, you know, the trees are pretty tall all around the perimeter of the fence. So that all blows into the cemetery and the city had stopped maintaining it for a very long time. I mean, over 20 years. So it had been, it was condemned, but the one day I wasn't seeking a paranormal um, adventure or an experience was the one of the most terrifying ones I've ever had. And I wish that I could, I wish that I could share that feeling with you because it's just, it was bone chilling, like listening to Nadia's story. Bone chilling. Oh God. I I did escape and I didn't stay as long as I wanted to, but I left feeling grateful for my life and just, Shivering, quivering all over. Caller, do and you just think thinking you maybe, next time. What? Can you? Do you think you can maybe uh, next time you if, can, do you pass by that cemetery? Can you maybe get me some dirt from there? You could send it to me. <laughs> well, maybe maybe Oz Tune could because he's closer. <laughs> I'm Oz, not there anymore. I Oz, haven't can been. You, so you send me that there dirt, baby, because I need I'm, I need this this message. Oh man, because I'm sure. Yeah. I think you have, yeah, more Chicagoan listeners than than he, and I probably should not have divulged that. I'm sorry, Oz. But I'm just saying there's there's got to be some, because if I was still back there, I would gladly go. But this time I'm not fucking going alone. So. Look, if, if you are near <laughs> any type of, um, if you experience something, and it, just grab some, grab some of the floor under you and just send it. It might be like a scaffolding or a yes. dry world, a dry wall, dry wall, yeah. dry world. And <laughs> scoop it cool up. Cool world. Bring yeah. it on down and send it to the sewer because I need all I of the uh, paranormal energies from all the different yes. places to. Yeah. And this one is, this one is rife with it. Just, it's just encompassed it's consuming i mean there's so much this is the place where the trail is actually haunted by a house there's there's a lot of hauntings around it there's been a lot of satanic rituals in the surrounding forest i mean it's just it's crazy the history of paranormal and supernatural activity as well the ritualistic um yeah Sick <laughs> goings on um and they've tried to curtail that over the years but oh, i mean it's it's really um, the the whole nature preserve area around there. It's very beautiful otherwise, and so it's a it's a very popular, you know, trail spot for bikers, hikers, you know, walkers. Call, so, call, I have yeah. a, uh, okay. So if you could, I'm put taking a up sign, too much time. Sorry. If you could put a sign in front of this place yes. to warn people, what would you write on it in like uh like three three sentences? Oh no! Some of the sewer chatters are so much more creative. Um, three sentences. Well, yeah. Well, how I'm would sorry. you warn people before they go into this area? Because, like, it's a good um, to have a. It's kind of like a like a a walking path, a trail. It's like it's good yeah. to have the reading thing. Like, oh, you're about to enter the yeah. twilight zone, but and it has what? to be like jagged wood. 
an old weathered wood <laughs> and like burnt on <laughs> letters. Really the letters it. have to be burnt and yeah. It's like Braille. But what would you think be a, a, a very helpful thing to write on these haunted woods? Well, well not so originally. I would start with beware all ye who enter here for ye shall experience true horror. Oh my God. Like he have never imagined. Oh, thank you so much. I don't know. That's the best that I could come up with on the spur of the moment. You know, no, I, everyone else is pretty creative. I'm not so. That was, that thank was you. bone tingling. Uh, I, we <laughs> shall uh, uh, talk yeah. later. I, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Call her. Have a good evening. What is- <laughs> what was that? That was the devil talking over there behind me. Tinkle my bone. Whoa. <laughs> By play. the way. That was uh, a good story. Sam Elliot. This is Sam Elliot. <laughs> um, I'm doing um I'm doing a bounty on you, dearie. Are you will I nick the rat? Hello. Oh my god, the voice in my head. Nick. Hi. Nick, are you uh are you, are you Nick the Rat? This I am Nick the Rat. Okay, I was uh, I was sent by Atomic Glue <gasps> to find out about the artwork that you were supposed to send him. It's, it's What's going on with that? It's in the mail. He done, it. I sent it. Sent it in the mail. Sent it in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, you know what? Uh, demons in my head. I in the mail. I added the artwork and I added other satanic pieces of maybe Shrinky Dinks in there. All right, I'll uh, I'll check it out. <laughs> it's good. Samuel out or Sam Elliott out. We're going to listen to uh, In the Forest of the Night by Transistor Sandwich.
Anyway, I'm going to get this party started. Those veins are pouring out! transistor sandwich in the forest tonight let me put a link for that over here uh we're having a fun time tonight in the sewer and all around the world i think it's pretty much halloween since it turned october it's weird though that october is even october because october should be the eighth month of the year but october is the 10th because of goddamn Oh, sorry. Uh, Hi, this is Nick the Rat Radio. We love Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar. That's great, but do you want to hear a ghost story? Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay, I guess that was your theme for tonight. Um, I also have scary pictures from walking around in the cemetery that come out like corrupted with ghostly images and our faces are sometimes black out like on those really spooky movies well this is a podcast so pictures will be the probably the best thing you could send uh because i would love to send you pictures uh, trust me the (laughs) listeners love to hear what you're seeing well realistically what i did see was our cemetery is haunted and we have a statue of an angel and uh, if you take a picture next to the angel, you get the husband and the wife who are buried there standing next to you. And I, I have them, but I don't know how to send them to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, well, Nick, Nick at Nick the Rat, Nick at Nick the Rat dot com. Uh, so you take the picture at the grave okay. and they show up? Absolutely, yes. Oh, my God. Do you I, have? And it's, oh, my God. Do you have these pictures? I have these pictures. They're on my computer. I can I can find them and I can send them to you. I also have one with our family where our faces are corrupted, our mouths are all blacked out, and everybody is like um, pale, like like we're dead. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you? Is this all the same camera? Maybe you have a haunted camera. Uh, that's what I don't. But it's an old camera. I mean, maybe it is haunted. It was a digital. I don't know. Remember those? Oh my god! Uh, Do I remember those? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Rat at what? Uh, Nick, 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 my name is uh, Nick at, uh, no, Nick, you send it to Nick at NickTheRat.com. Okay, I will do that. Okay, <sighs> do you want them like tonight? Well, if you send them tonight, I'll put them on the website either uh, tonight or tomorrow. I'll try to get them up on the website as soon as possible. I think my webmaster is awake somewhere. But, oh. Sure, no problem. So it's Bellingham, Washington, and it's called Bayview Cemetery, and it's totally haunted. 
Oh man! So you ha- were you there recently? Does it, does the place get stronger on um, Halloween? I actually, I actually go all the time because I'm a weirdo and I find it relaxing to be around dead people instead of people who are alive and can harass me. Huh. Um, and so I always go on walks there. And um, if I take my kids when they were really younger, they were children and they would go. They would wave and say hello to people that weren't there. They would be like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Who are you talking to?" And yeah, you get the proverbial, "Oh, it's the man," and I'm like, "Great, the man." Do you sense more power? Do you sense? Do you sense the power? Because you're there often. Do you sense it? Do you sense it to have more power at some points than others? Um, sometimes, like if you're if you're alone, I think it, it's one thing. We were t- I was taking pictures and I was alone, and that's when that image came up. And I kind of just backed away slowly and was like, "Okay, I'm I leaving can explain now. that. I can explain that. It's because when you're alone, you're a single antenna." And when you're a single antenna, you pick up more waves. Because if there's oh. more people there, there's there's too much interference, and there's other. Uh, these things usually happen when you're by yourself. I mean, I was with my sister, but she was like, oh, she was far away from me, so I was alone when I took the picture, and then got the. It's like it's like two blurry they're like fog it's like one on one side and you can see a shape of a tall person and a shorter person and there's a husband and wife buried there oh my god but yeah i can send them <laughs> you don't have a sister though yeah i do this is nick the Rat radio Things are getting freaky down in the sewer. We 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 got more stories to tell, but it's, it's Halloween. Was Indu? Greetings, everybody. Good evening. This is Zindu with Dark Sewer Poetry. Yeah, snap those fingers, do those jazz hands. We're having a happy Halloween down in the sewers. This is the Dark Sewer Studio. Uh, we're coming to you dead. <laughs> this one is by Emily Dickinson. That'll get you arrested, Emily. Oh. You better watch out. Don't do that. Uh, the Only Ghost I Ever Saw by Emily Dickinson. His conversation. Seldom. His laughter. Like the breeze that dies away in dimples. Among the pensive trees. All right, these are not this. What is this Halloween poetry shit? This is not that was in Halloween. All right, wait, 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 wait. Edgar Allan Poe is coming up next. Here we go. The Haunted Place by Edgar Allan Poe. By evil things in robes of sorrow assailed the monarch's high estate. Ah. Let us mourn, for never morrow shall dawn upon him desolate, and round about his home the glory that blushed in bloom is but a dim-remembered story of the old times entombed. Now, that's not very spooky or scary. I don't know, maybe this is like, lovestory.com poetry by 
I don't know, bottom of the barrel poems by whatever. No, this is all from bookstraight.com. Uh, I'm reading their uh, top fucking Halloween poems. And uh, it's not really, uh, I don't think it's really good. I don't think it's really good. I think this is probably a trick. I think I've been tricked by this segment. I don't know why I have to do this. Is Nick on drugs? Maybe. We'll find out on the next installment of Dark Sewer Poetry with Zindu from Oktar. Yeah, snap your fingers, snap your fingers. Give me that. You throw your bra on the stage. Yeah, bitches. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ow. Ow, ow, ow. Jeez. What the fuck is... This is the most haunted episode of Nick the Rat Radio. Nick the Rat Radio. This is, this is good, man. I mean, you, you're pushing all kinds of buttons and, like, all kinds of people are calling in. What happened to Gator Lady, though? She just hung up. Where the... Please don't touch me. Don't touch me. I hear you. And I think I see you floating in the corner. Just don't touch me. Welcome back, everybody. This is Nick the Rat Radio. We're coming to you live from the sewers of Brooklyn, New York. We have uh, voicemails to play for you, such like uh, these. Nick, have you ever gone bobbing for apples? Trying to get your tiny little rat mouth around that big, I, juicy apple. I fucked the guy's name Bob before. Is that... That's bobbing for apples. Up and down <laughs> in that wet, moist water. All around? Sometimes you'll have to use your tongue or your lips. Oh. To get that apple <laughs> in your mouth. Wrap those lips around that apple. Yum, yum. You know what else wraps their lips around apples? Ah, uh, hogs. Hogs. Sounds like a dirty hog story to me. What the fuck? I think we opened the door to another dimension. 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 Isn't that like how you spit roast the hog? Yes. 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 Was that some sort of name drop for the show? What? What? Hey, what's up with the... Uh... I have a question for you. What are you doing next week for the show? Are we going to mute the voices in my head as they question me for the next week? Because they won't turn their radio down. Uh, next week for my show, it's November. Yeah, you're, the the voices in my head, I've taken pills that I crushed up and I threw them in my drink. And now I don't hear them. I'll probably hear them again soon, but we have to play... Uh, a game. This is a very deadly game. A very deadly game indeed. 
Jason's scary stories. <laughs> this story is called The Old Haunted Church, shared by Jason for Voorhees 2. We live just a few blocks from an ugly and very dirty old church. Behind the church is nothing but endless woods and a few old tombstones. People who have lived here for many years have been telling a chilling story about that old church. Several decades ago, a group of young girls were walking down a lonely street one Halloween night when they came upon a man in a clown costume. The man led the girls into that old church with the promise of having yummy candy waiting for them inside. After tricking them and trapping them inside, he tied up the girls and mutilated them. After a while, he killed them one by one with each yelling out in a deadly pitch. On the wall, he wrote with the girl's blood. Dead girls don't say no. The next day was a Sunday, and the priest walked in to discover the horrible sight of what had happened the night before. After searching for a mysterious dripping sound in the darkness, he found a pool of blood that a stray cat was licking at. The dripping came from a bloody stumps of several headless and nude mutilated young girls whose bodies were hung upside down from the wooden rafters above. Till this day, no one knows who did it and no suspects had ever been found. Just a few weeks later, after the girls' remains had been buried, a package was delivered to each of the murdered girls' homes. And when their parents went to open the boxes, their screams could not withstand their ghastly horror. In each of the boxes, there contained one of the girls' badly decomposed severed head. It is said that the four little girls were buried in a small cemetery in the woods behind the church. And some say that at night, if you go into the church or venture into the woods to that small cemetery, you may see the ghosts of the little girls walking about. Others say you can still hear their screams echoing in the darkness. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, my Discord's on delay. Actually, the Discord, if you're in the Discord, it's liver than live because... Discord just makes it liver. Yeah, I have a Discord channel, which is uh, what's I I'm always kind of active there. Which, by the ways of strange luck, connects to the IRC on zero node, and also to the Twitch chat, so you could talk anywhere, and everybody could read it on the video that I put on YouTube because those guys are a bunch of assholes. Man, there's your track. You have a track? What are you talking about, Gene Witch? What track? Jeez. Okay, we have a. I don't know if I could play that. I might be able to play it. We'll we'll check it out in a little bit. First, let me read this gas blast. Somebody sent Nick the Rat a gas blast at Nick at NickTheRat.com. Crazy. Crazy in the coconut. Oh boy, it's about Kyle. Okay, let's read this. Uh, Kyle liked to fish. 
He spent his afternoons after school walking the bank of the Nutton Mayo River, casting for trout. One hot day in June, he ran out of the water in his... Uh, Wait, one hot day in June, he ran out of wa the water in his canteen and thought he'd just, this one's, dip his canteen in the river and quench his thirst. As the sun set, he headed home. While he was walking down the street, his stomach began to cramp. Over the next week, his complexion, complexion, Sylvester Cat, lightened. He gained weight, and his muscles began to atrophy. Atrophy. Hmm. Doctors were puzzled, and the family hired a private investigator to help. The P.I., private investigator, found that the factory upstream of Kyle's fishing spot had been illegally dumping in the river. Kyle had unwittingly Consumed Roy saw. Roy saw. Soy. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Saying raw soy is a tongue twister. Say raw soy five times fast. That was always a stupid joke growing up as a kid. Oh, say this five times fast. Like, that's not a joke or anything. That's just a waste of time. Uh... John Jupiter threw his name in there. Okay. John. We know how you feel about soy. Uh, welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. We are going to run very late tonight because it is fucking Halloween, everybody. It's also regular Halloween as well. And... Hey, we're all having a great time down here. I think I am. I think you are. So we should probably uh, we should probably turn our radio down. Yes. Hey, Nick. Oh my my crotch doctor. Your crotch doctor. Um. Wait, is this my yeah. crotch? Uh, doctor. Yes. Where hey, where um, do you have me sending these packages to, Mike Crotch? Uh, Is it? Uh, I emailed you. I, well, yes, I know, and I sent. But is it going to you, or is it going to uh, like some helpless person down the street that is terrified of rodents? Oh, she she gets it to me. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was, I was going to ask you. We got a couple of guys. Uh, we're going to go. We're going to go camping here in the fall, you know. And uh, I was going to say, if you if you woke up on a camping trip with a bunch of guys, and uh, your pants were at your ankles, and a tub of empty Vaseline was next to you, and you were kind of greased up, would you tell anyone? Well, you want to go camping? I would. I would. Like uh, praise all my friends for being heroes because they were probably just uh, trying to get the tick out of my my uh, an anal area, uh, my buttocks. Oh my god! 
because you know if I've gotten ticks up my uh, butt before, and basically you need to take your pants off and lube up heavily with the Vaseline to get the tick out from deep in your butt. And yeah, my boy's done that before for me, and I I always give him high fives. Nice. So, um, being a Boy Scout on uh, a camp out, another kid. Uh, Wait, you can't say Boy Scout on the internet anymore. We're gender neutral now, brother. I'm fuck. Sibling. We already heard this Zendu, didn't we? We heard this? Let's see. I think we heard this. Welcome back to another episode Hello, of... Caller? Uh, I repent. Uh, so... Sort of spooky poetry uh, on the Dark Sewer Studio. Wait, yeah, pass the... Yeah, give me that. Kyle's skeleton is smoking the weed over here. I gotta take it out of his bones once I hang out that. Oh man, thanks, thanks, Kyle Skeleton. Sorry about that leg bone, the missing leg bone. <sighs> Makes a great rain stick, though. I'll tell you that. This one is by John Downey, the apparition. J- John Down Don Donny Don 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 O murderous, I am dead. And that thou thinkest thee free. All solicitation from me. Then shall my ghost come to thy bed. And thee, feigned vestal, in worst arm shall see. Then thy sick taper will begin to wink. And he, whose thou art then, being tired before, will, if thou stir or pinch, to wake him think thou callst for more and in false sleep will from thee shrink and then poor aspen wretch neglect thou bathed in a cold quicksilver sweat wilt lie a vere ghost than I alright you know what I can't read these anymore you know what we'll be back uh, a little bit later I think I could come up with better poems on the spot than these famous poems that uh, that I just read to all you people. But anyway, we'll be back a little bit later with more Zindu on the Dark Sewer Poetry Network. <laughs> oh, God. Where's, do I have to put on like a pink tie now? Pink bow tie? Is that it? What? Dye my hair? Pink bow tie? Is that Okay. We'll be back a little later. Bye. Here, go. Ah, just lower your wolf. You don't have to wear a goddamn pink bow tie Zindu to tell poetry. I... <sighs> Anthony did not get banned. I just might have muted the Discord chat. There's Okay, look, everybody. If you go to Discord, I have an open chat. You can talk live. See? See? Somebody has their radio on and their microphone open in Discord. Now they close. Wow, it is pouring outside. 
I can... Is it raining there too? It's, it's pouring or... here in Maine. It's horrible. It's it's raining out in uh, Brooklyn, New York right now. It is definitely. I see the pipes are. How are the kiddies gonna do Halloween if it's pouring rain? It's horrible. I've been doing Halloween for the past thirty days. And I'll do it for the next 256, 365. Um, Yeah. Did you ever see this movie called Tequila Body Shot? Tequila Body Shot. Yeah. It starred starred, uh, some guy who was famous in the 90s. You saw that movie? It was about All Hallows Eve. And, like, he had to rescue this chick because you saw that Came out in 1999. It was a thriller slash teen movie that was only 37 minutes long. No, that's not true. It, well, it wasn't 37 minutes long. Uh, Tequila Body Shots was a, full, a feature lead. 90 minutes. Welcome back to Nick Drive Radio. <laughs> We are having a lovely Halloween across all of uh, America and whatever other place in the world that believes in Halloween. I guess South America is uh, into Halloween and parts of Europe, I guess. I don't know. Where is Halloween not celebrated? Is there a Wikipedia on – let's see. Where is Halloween – Celebrated. It's a very, uh, although it is derived from an ancient festivals and religious rituals, ha- Halloween is still widely celebrated today in a number of countries around the globe. In countries such as Ireland, Canada, United Shits. So, wow, only three places? Which countries celebrate Halloween? Uh, China celebrates Halloween. Dubai, Hong Kong, Japan, Philippines, Singapore. I know in the Philippines through Art Bell that they are crazy about uh, Christmas because there's a lot of Christians down there. Okay, we're, we're talking about Halloween. God damn you, Christmas. Get out of here. Uh, we're having a good evening tonight. We are almost over. We're actually going to be having a post show during the show playing another show to hear a creepy story that I really want to hear and I'm going to share it with everybody because fuck yeah I could and it's probably going to be amazing you'll see what I'm talking about if you stick around also if you stick around you're going to hear this cool song by Fred Styler called Hello Green
Nobody likes rats and mice and all that, right? 
a ride? You are one. Then call yourself a cab. It's time for Nick the Rat Radio, only on the Dark Sewer Network. Fred Styler, Hallow Green, Fred Styler, Hallow Green, Happy Hallow Green. There's a whole nother section of the world uh, that is in Halloween now. It is two in the morning. I could probably do like a 24 hour stream one day. I would do it. I could fucking stay. Uh, it'd be hard. Maybe I could, you know what I could do? I could play songs that I've played throughout forever. I could do like the the best of music shows. Because all the music that I play is CC BY. And I, there's a list of it. It's all on SoundCloud. You could go to my SoundCloud. You could make your own podcast with all the fucking music that I have there. It's all free to share. Be my guest. Join in. Have fun. Share. And if you could turn back time, I would... Uh, I'd like to wear Cher as a costume. That'd be nice. We still have a lot more show to go to, man. I'm gonna, I'm trying to go. I'm gonna go all out on this show. This could be the longest show in Nick the Red history. This is episode two hundred and two, the three year anniversary. Maybe it's even more than three years. Six, twelve, eighteen. It might be like four years. I don't even know how long I've been doing this shit for. Haven't missed one week. I haven't missed one week. And I'm still having a ball and a biscuit. Uh, but you can probably tell that I am deep into the hooch because I was slobbering on the mic. Okay, we have three 
Nick the Rat clips left. Then we're going to listen to like a long story. We're going to listen to it together. You don't. You can tune out whenever you want. You don't have to be here right now. I'm not. I'm not holding. Goddamn switchblade to your jugular. We have story part two. We have Zindu does poetry part eight, and we have Jason scary stories. I want to. I want to see a, a a a chat room coming together. On Halloween to decide what we listen to first. We're going to hear it all anyway. You know what? Maybe I should say screw the, screw the, the hashtag super chat. We're just going to pick one at random. You know, maybe I should curate it a little bit better than that. Curation is key to life. I don't know where I am right now. I don't know what I'm doing. Jason Scary Stories, Story, then Zindu. There we go. Here we go, everybody. Strap on, strap in, strap on. Get ready. The show is coming to an end, but Halloween will be here forever. Probably at least until you're dead. It's it's been here for a long time. It morphed over the years. I wonder how long it was uh, a Celtic Celtic holiday before it was morphed into All Hallows Eve, which became Halloween. I wonder how long it was before then it was became what it be. And when will it change? Everything does change. You can't stop the change, people. It's fucking coming. The change is a wave. And we're just riding it. And you never really know where it's going to go. Because if you did, you'd be you'd do fucking great in the stock market. But it's it's constantly pushing up and down, but in a certain direction. Jason Scary Stories. This story is called The Old Haunted Church, shared by Jason. We heard that. We heard that already. Story from the sewer creep, number two. Hello, everybody. This is the Sewer Creeper with another story from you. I will give you this one, and you can listen. But if you get too scared, please do not fear. You could turn off the radio at any time. If you can't turn off the radio, then please, please leave the room now. This story is called Jane and Nancy. Jane and Nancy were in a graveyard at the beginning of October. Sitting on a grave, they were drinking some bourbon. 
Jane took a swig and told Nancy that the initiation would be completed soon and all of their hard work was about to be paid off. Nancy grabbed the bottle and said, It better be. I didn't go through all those horrible things and do those whatnots for nothing. Power? Power is a hungry beast and we all want it. I understand why you would crave such a thing and do those horrible things you did do indeed, said Jane. Nancy took another gulp and said, I'm ready. Let's fucking do this shit. Jane laid back on the tombstone and hiked up a skirt and dropped her knickers. Nancy grabbed a giant tub of Vaseline out of her purse and smothered it on her lips. Jane grabbed her shoelaces, loosened them, and tossed her shoes into the hedges nearby. Nancy reached deeper into her purse. What? What? And pulled what looked like a foot-long magical wand out. What? Jane gasped when she saw it. So you came prepared. You are ready for this, aren't you? Nancy opened her mouth and said, Get ready, Nancy. I'm going to... fires burned through everything around them. They were now ready to take on the head witch, the demonic old Betty. Testing one, two, one, two, three. Uh, so I'm so happy that it's Halloween right now. Uh, I hope you were able to spend some some of these days this month with uh, people you care about. It's it's really good to have a uh, social network of of people that you think. That actually, you know, kind of like uh, are cool or that matter to you because uh, society kind of forces you to, like, you know, oh, you you got you got family, so you know that's there's people beyond family that can make you feel really good about being in a Halloween society. Calls Zindu now at 917-719-5923 and let him know your credit card number. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Uh, let me check the guest blast and the uh, emails and the voicemails. We're coming close to ending, but we're not there yet. We have a lot of show left, but it's going to become more autopilot in a little bit.
But first, let's check the voicemail. We have we have a voicemail. We have Houston. We have a voicemail. Thanks for the double beat, dude. Anyway, it's Stillwater. Hey, there was a gal on the show. Uh, this is played the next time around that it was in the last show, obviously. Uh, but anyway, um, if she's looking for any kind of help on to getting out of that kind of sketchy situation, uh, she's got to go upstream because upstream is where there is less pollution and more clarity. You go up the mountain, up, the up to the water source. Up the water source. That's the hint I'm giving. And by the way, that's, this does apply to other people's problems, too, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if not, then this is a hilarious fucking mislead. Later, bitches. Mwah. I don't. Appre- I don't appreciate... But you just called me a a a labish still water. I can hang up on you right now. Check it out. I just deleted that voicemail. Ha! Ha! I deleted your voicemail. What are you gonna do now, bitch? All right. Uh, we got more. We got more show. Creepy Halloween. It's here. And if you want to put something into my candy bag, go to nicktherat.com and click donate and then click one of those PayPal links. Send me candy corn. We have a, we're going to do Zindu, a song, and then we're going to play a, a story by one of my mentors. And then we're going to begons, begons into other places. Let's go to Zindu. Good evening, everybody. It is definitely in the early hours of Halloween now. You're probably feeling kind of safe in your house. Your domicile, listening to the show, not knowing what is out there to get you, to grab you by your shoulders. You never know what's behind you. But there could be something, I don't know. I'm not there with you, so I can't tell. Anyway, this is Zindu. I was just reading a whole bunch of poems tonight. I thought I would take maybe a freestyle uh, Halloween poem uh, stab. I didn't plan this. I didn't think about this. I'm just going to try to do a poem that's about Halloween. Because those last ones, they were barely even creepy, if at all even understandable. Had nothing to do with Halloween, in my opinion. So, uh, let's let's snap my fingers and get into this here. Let's see what we got. Let's see what I got in Zindu's brain. Oh. Hello. Ween. Oh, hello, Ween. You are the favorite of all of those. 
orange pumpkins and black bats. Silky thighs. Mmm. And a vagina filled with gnats. What? What? Spiders on the penis. Oh, God. And toads on your nose. Farting lightly. Deep into your throat. Corn made of candy. Candy that doesn't look like corn at all. I found on the floor and I picked up and ate. And they tasted like nevermore. I knocked on all the doors in the neighborhood and asked them for treats. And they looked at me in one of my five eyes at least and said, Oh beast, oh beast. Please take all of the treats. Just leave me and my daughter alone because we were just getting it on in between the sheets. But I followed the mother up the stairs and I helped her shave her and her daughter's pubic hairs. What the fuck? Turn. Okay. Zindu, put the pencil down. Well, that's uh, my, my poem that I had that I just came up with about Halloween. That that might have or might not have happened last Halloween, but I just want to say uh, thanks to Nancy and Jane for that experience. Uh, that was a great evening last Halloween that I just want to say thank you for. Oh, man. I keep dreaming about this old bitch named Betty, though. It's very weird. Anyway, I hope you guys had a great month. I hope you had an incredible Halloween, uh, which is going to be right now. I hope your day goes great. The new year for all of you uh, Celtic people out there, it's going to be great. Uh, just make sure you wear your mask and make sure it's scary, baby. This has been Zindu coming to you from the Dark Sewer Poetry Network. Coming to you dead. Ha <laughs> ha, Zindu. everybody um okay this next song that i'm about, about to play i gotta kind of line it up for you it's weird okay so i scour the internet okay i scour soundcloud for creative commons music cc by 3.0 uh ability to morph and share and do whatever i want and just have to say the person's name I try to I try to do it as much as I can. And I try to make it as public as possible. But either way. This this song it's either genius or horrible. You you could choose. <laughs> it's But there's a lot a lot of what you're about to hear on SoundCloud right here. Oh, jeez. Okay. I don't even know if I can listen to this. I'm going to listen to it, though. And then we're going to come back and we're going to listen to a finely crafted story from Hankerin Fernanale from Runehammer that will scare the shit out of you. I hope. We'll see. I think it will. He's an expert storyteller. I've learned a lot from him, but uh, I've learned a lot from everybody. 
the sewer chatters, uh, religious leaders, etc. <laughs> okay, I'll just get right to the point here. Let's go right to the song. Juby Phonic. This song has how many likes on SoundCloud? Dear God. Can't even tell. It's it's in, it's in the thousands, which is incredible. Most of the music that I play you has about 10 likes on SoundCloud. And I dig through it. And then there's these songs that get tons of likes. But why? Well, okay. No, right. Okay. Happy Halloween. Juby Phonic. English cover. We'll be right back with more Nick the Rat Radio. We're not done yet. We're we're going deep. We're going deep tonight. Hello? Anybody home? I'd like some candy, please. Well, if he won't open up then... Trick. <laughs> 
padre y otro lado man I got the best fucking idea ever I'm gonna go watch oh fuck hello Welcome to Nick the Rat Super Duper Halloween Late Night Special Weppel Schweppel Runehammer. Listen to this in the dark. Okay. This is a little bit long, but I'm going to listen to it with you. It's 26 minutes long. Usually I play five minute long clips. Ow. But it's fucking, it's fucking Halloween. I'm having a great time. I want the spooky scariness to 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 turn into like this weird mold on the back of your eyeball that eats away your brain and bleeds out of your nose and then you taste it in your mouth and then you shit and piss it out all over your bed while you're sleeping. That's what I'm here for tonight. To do that to you. hope I have your attention now because this is about to get beyond Nick the Rat scary this is going to get into Runehammer scary this is this is on a whole different level and now I'm building it up I'm building it up I haven't even heard this yet I know it's going to be good because I've heard other things this creator has made in in Little giblet, little pieces. And now this is a big piece. This is a big piece. This is a big old chunk. Let's listen to... Okay, seriously, turn the lights off. You know what? I might turn the lights off. Fuck this. You know what? I'm going to do this. I need I need to get it really dark in here, in the sewer. Let me pour my drink first. So get ready, everybody. We're going deep into Halloween tonight. We're going to scary story mode. If you have a fucking fuzzy blanket or something, get it. Here we go. Runehammer. Listen in the dark. Nails. To celebrate the season of the witch, Runehammer presents this frightening tale of horror. It's totally public. Share it with friends. Share with everybody. Put on your headphones. Turn off the lights. Enjoy.
Nails by Brandish Gillen. I wouldn't dare write any of this down, for no reason but to save my soul from being flayed even once more by the events of those frigid summer nights. I wouldn't dare even remember them, if only mercy would wipe clean the images. But all I have worked for so far in life has turned to dust, and it matters not. For what pain can one feel for a loss of accomplishments, when kin and sanity are gone? I've lost my way. The night is far from young. I must be clear and use what ink still sloshes in this humble pot. Soon the shaking will make useless the quill, and darkness will have me at last. Before I write one thing more, I must confess that I will be, and should be, punished ten thousandfold for my role in the events of those hideous nights. I am no gentle soul, no bystander. I tore the flesh from their bones with my bare hands and deserved the branding iron of justice. I know only now that it began in the summer of 1816. The Kipsey family, then called by their Irish name Kiespe, arrived that summer by boat from parts unknown. They were not Irish in the national sense, but claimed that nation on paperwork I later came to acquire. The name was, as you might guess, far more peculiar than any goodly Irish folk name. The Kipsey family, as you will see, brought ruin to all I have ever held dear that summer. By no small coincidence, I've come to believe 1816 was also dubbed the year without a summer. Some anomaly of weather had brought snow to Philadelphia, even in July. It was a terror that some withstood better than others. It was a hardship that took more forms than many even realized. A year with no summer can drive men mad and they don't even notice, for the earth itself seems unhinged. It was the harbinger of terror, a swarm of bats to announce the goat with a thousand young. Never have I been one to pry in the affairs of other families or take pleasure in fireside gossip or social parties of frill and frock. I've been a studious man and kept my focus squarely on God and kin as the good book bid us. In this case, though, I was dragged into the spider's web, dragged and drained. Of this immigrant family, little is known save two of its members. These are Agnes and Rowan. Agnes, the matron, and Rowan, the firstborn daughter. There were no less than a dozen other members, and of them, 
even after all that has happened, I know almost nothing. It was spring love that entangled my family with theirs, for my only son, Errol, was introduced to young Rowan at a Christian social in April of 1817. The Kipsies were new to our nation, and the company of a tutor and gentleman appealed to the girl. My lovely boy was a fine suitor. He was many things. Was. How could I have seen in their first kiss at the symphony that in that kiss I would gaze into the bulging black eyes of Baphomet itself? How could I have known that twitching dead fingers like the legs of a tortured grasshopper would assail my nightmares? A woman's dark eyes would flood with ink in my visions, and accursed sights of torn limbs and writhing hellions would accompany her phantasmagoric visits. How could I have seen? Of course, they courted, as any couple must. But when summer never blossomed, some darkness greater than any storm cloud or frozen summer gathered on our lives. Errol begged me to allow Rowan to stay with us, as their family had been hit even harder by the relentless chill. I, of course, acquiesced, and a room was made for her in a matter of weeks. Her mother, the demon called Agnes Kipsey, arrived on my front step. To even look on this woman was a grim thing. Her eyes were sunken into darkened sockets, where tissue-thin skin was draped on spiny bone like wet silk. Her lips had all but peeled back to nothing, and every straining sinew was visible in lamplight. Coal-black hair fell in four wiry locks from her taut forehead, reaching down to her belted waist. The hands of that woman! Mother of God! God, those spindly spider's hands, wreathed in spare black hairs and pale as a rain-slick corpse in the street. The nails, yellowed and cracked here and there with toil, would slide across your skin upon her embrace like the footfalls of fleas and thistles. My manners were at their limit. Now, our first meeting was cordial enough, for the nightmare had not yet begun. She expressed her gratitude that her daughter had met my son, and also how some great promise would be redeemed should their relationship grow into romance. It was after that first dinner that the true darkness began. As she took her leave, she dragged those hideous spider fingers along my entry wall. On each nail head she tarried, tilting her head with odd fascination, drifting and floating like a phantom, slow to depart as winter itself. Some sinister malice was in those tactile ruminations of hers. She moved like a pile of sticks in a pond. My spine went chill. I needed a drink, and badly. Finally, the creature was rid of my home. I locked the door with eager fear and bid Rowan and Errol to retire. Little did I know then that the black-draped form of Agnes was dwelling still in my garden, below Rowan's eaves and rain-wet with unnatural patience. Those eye sockets, they must have pooled with black water like mountain tarns filling with dead fish as she stood... She there waited as the hours grew small, and I didn't know. A golem of evil in the moonless sop. In the house, 
I took time for a solitary restorative. I gazed at a drawing of my departed wife, Anna, whom I missed so terribly this past year. Her eyes so called to me. I sipped rye from a pewter goblet and paced the study with worry. Some insect was burrowing up my spine with each darker thought. Some dread was growing in my brain. How could I have known that within hours I would hold the severed head of my son in my own bloodied hands? Like everyone of my time, I had heard the stories. Ours is a time ripe with fearful nights and dark corners. The old world bleeds into the new to the horror of all. A time of firelight and ghostly mist. I had heard the stories and believed none of them. Perhaps this made me more vulnerable to her. A tasty, foolish innocent who would learn how terribly real the forces of evil are. How terribly now they can be. I must be stalling with all this description... It's no easy thing to relay the events of that night. Not only are they all too close in memory, but as I sit now, next to these three corpses, to even write the words is like some terrible conjuration. A tremor passes down Rowan's dead thigh. A mass of flesh flops from one side to the other in the corner of my sight. Worms and isopods grow and multiply in the black pools even as I write. I can hear Agnes moaning. God above, she's moaning from that broken jaw and cavernous resonance. Straining to sit up from her death's binding. Stay dead, you bitch. Stay still. Resolve. I must show the resolve that built these very walls. I will hold... I will write this account so that when four bodies are found, not three, it is known what happened here. The blood will serve as a warning, and some anemic redemption will be served. Here is how it all fell apart. Two nights passed. The first was the revelation. The second, the horror. What frayed, ruined things are these doomed nerves? These cadavers? I was stirred from my ruminations in the study, well soaked in rye by then, by a thumping upstairs. A creak followed, then a giggle. I took a candle and crept up to separate the lovers. I was still in my dinner jacket. I knocked at Errol's door but once, and it was begun. Thumping, then a crash. Passionate, panicked, heaving and huffing. Wet, slapping noises, slurping and scraping. The cur, the gall of these two sinners. I shouldered the door inward. And there I was met with a vision from hell's heart. Ever will I be punished by that instant in time. The far drapes drifted up and away from the open window. Both panes had been thrown wide, and the room was cold with rain. Rowan was cowered in one corner, near the dressing table. In her shift and nothing more, it was stained with blood in a curved spatter. She was not racked with terror, but wide-eyed in some rapture. Her hands were raised before her as if in prayer, but craven with claw-like fingers grabbing hungrily at thin air. Then I looked to the left from her, and there on the floor beyond the bed, 
A pile of human form met my eyes, arms and legs all tangled in coal-black locks intertwined. The kind face of Errol was howling with pain or ecstasy, and upon him the spider had descended. I jumped forward, as any father would, but rather than peel the witch from my son, I was frozen mid-stride like a fool. I was little more than one of Medusa's statues, stiff and useless as I surveyed the terrible scene. Agnes had begun to consume my boy. It seemed the daughter had only torn and the mother fed, for on one the blood was sprayed and the other it ran down in thick black rivulets from chin to thighs. Agnes was awash in my son's life, but Rowan only smattered. I thought the boy killed, but then his eyes... His eyes popped open like a frog threaded on a hook. Son! I heard my voice strain, but no manly battle call was that. No bark. My voice was a choked squeak. What cruelty of Satan that in death a father cannot even call to his boy. The clouds closed around our home like a miasma of jellyfish. I was held, crushed, strangled by some invisible power. Agnes rose slowly from the wreckage of Errol's guts, glaring at me in twisting thin air with one of those outstretched claws. Her full power must have gathered, for with each twitch of those elongated fingers another of my limbs would jerk and move to her will. Across the room she pushed me like a puppet. I tried to resist, but this only intensified the agony. And then Rowan stood, and we were side by side like sentry guards, both of us unable to move save our eyeballs. With both of us so confined, Red Agnes Kipsy returned to my poor son's ruin, and one clawful of gelatinous gore at a time proceeded to, to devour him. It seemed hours the torment continued, as night gave way to morning. The latter seemed to weaken the witch, for Dawn's light would sear and crack at that paper-thin skin. She recoiled into a shadowy corner, then, then folded, toes to forehead with a series of loud pops, then folded again into a confusing box of limbs and crumpled clothing, and then somehow vanished into the dim of that far corner right before my eyes. Tears of madness streaked my cheeks, and to Errol I stumbled once free of the invisible chains. His head and feet were all that remained, and my grief made me mad. Holding the disembodied parts with tender disbelief, at length Rowan gained her wits. She begged my forgiveness, begged that I see she was only another marionette in this black play. Her tears were as terrible as my own, but I offered her no kindness. She warned me that Agnes would return at dusk to finish what she had started, to lay on me the same fate as the boy. Over and over, Rowan apologized, and panic, and shook on the floor. Whimpering then broke me from my trance, and God help me... I lashed out at her. I smote her head with a lamp, cracking the skull and killing her instantly. In that room of death I sat for the bulk of the day, guilty, baffled, broken, 
until fear woke me to action once more. If the demon was to return, I would make ready, somehow, and hope for a split second's chance to spring on her. And then, the waiting. Behind our grandfather clock, I crouched like a panther, my weapon nothing more than a common kitchen knife, a fire axe too had I leaned in the crook nearby. God, I will never forget that awful ticking, every chime bringing her closer. From some corner of hell, she was coming for me like a shadow sliding across the lake of muck. I could hear her in the wind. I could feel those spider's fingers touching the walls in my hallway, pausing on every nail with a click. I believe I lost my mind in those still hours, if it wasn't already gone. <laughs> the bodies were still upstairs, where I swore to hear bumping or scraping sounds now and then. Her visions were closer and closer, dread digging deeper and deeper in me until at last the goat made her appearance. It began as a whispering groaning sound. Red Agnes is coming. The floor planks bent. The chandeliers swayed. The whisper became a hiss. Then a dark and terrible moaning of wind and weary timber. It was almost eleven, and the night was dark and frigid. This unnatural howl grew and swirled, joined by chimes and fell voices. From my hidey hole, I then watched it. I watched her unfold. Arms appeared from a knot of shadow, and then pointed shoes and a ruffle of ragged lace. A sideward ribcage popped into shape, and then the bones of a bent neck coiled back. Finally, rising upward in the hall, her black hair draped away to reveal that terrible insect face. Wet black eyes and colorless cheeks sunk toward her graying teeth. She exhaled, extending both hands to the walls, touching those damned nails. The clock rang eleven. I no longer cared for my so-called plan. I could not hold my terror. I could not contain my rage. From my perch, I leapt like a wild man from a tree. The knife I brought down in a vicious thrust, making solid contact with her collarbone and cutting clean through like popping a Christmas goose. The effort of it gave me a stumble, and to her feet I crumpled. Back, back she reeled, clutching at the knife, buried to its handle. There was a tremor and a pause, and then Red Agnes Kipsy screamed. <laughs> a scream from the lost souls of hell's trench. What black will had given rise to this gaunt? What poison wind had carried her in the summerless gloom to our fine shores? What malice drove her to eat human flesh, to collapse into a knot of limbs and crab-like knees a-popping? God have mercy on me, I will never forget that scream, even in the infinity of the afterlife. The scream was only the beginning. 
With that rage and agony, she outstretched both impossibly long arms, fingers grazing opposite walls, tarrying on those tiny nail heads. She wavered and writhed and seemed to grow a foot taller. And then she, she spoke. Would that Captain Rod, by ages made to rush, waves of blood on stones of bone, demons died on crush, hell's whole souls burning in my flesh Then, impossibly, came a muffled squeaking. I toppled backward on my hands from her form, the squeaking intensified, squealing. And then I saw them. The nails. Every single rusted one of them, twisting, steadily, drawing itself from decades' sleep, being extracted from the hallway planks, from the floor, the molding, the walls. Hundreds, thousands of them. Nails all answering her demonic rhyme with iron obedience. They worked themselves loose and hovered there near their tiny holes. Fell, bitch, I yelled, resolve returning, go back to hell. And then came I with the axe, grabbed in one hand, spinning up and across the hall with all my feeble remnant of strength. The blade raked the woman terribly from hip to neck and then caught bone and blade aside turn head. Onward the swing continued and the axe was buried in the wall. But I was too late. The nails were upon me. Like a thousand metal wasps, they flew at me, piercing me, one even popping my left eye like a grape, and backward I pitched. Blood was everywhere. Some of the nails had even become lodged in the far wall, having flown right through me. I thought the bitch defeated. Even if I was doomed by the nails, she was bent over in a bloody mess, but then the horror only worsened. She stood and lifted her waistcoat, revealing the deep gouge I had hewn in her guts. The nails spun in their painful purchase. Then they returned to their master, stapling and stitching her clothes like safety pins in leather. There was no blood to staunch, just gray guts to hold at bay. The floor was sprayed with mealworms and musty peat. What are you? I mewled. She responded by stumbling forward, bending one ankle in the effort and toppling upon me. It was a blur, but somehow I drew the knife from her and stabbed like a psychotic. Again and again and again I jabbed and punched at her with the blade until it bent on her bones and could not be withdrawn. She went limp on top of me and then slumped to one side. I scurried like a rat to the far side of the hall, clutching my knees, bleeding and I dared a glimpse at her corpse, God above me, merciful mother. It was my Anna, my lovely raven-haired wife. She lay there, clad in a black lace nightgown. She was ripped from hip to neck and crisscrossed with rusty nails like a diabolical doll. The cold wind coiled in from an open window, or was it the mouth of hell itself? And the shiver I knew then was enough to take consciousness from me. 
when I woke. Crusted in blood, shame, and confusion. Impossibly alive. I gathered all three bodies in my study. My wife. My son. And lovely Rowan. All lay in bloody state there in my chamber. Here in my chamber. A reflecting glass I dared to tend my broken eye and my final sin was revealed a great torrent of blood was there from my chin to my shirt bits of raw meat dotted my bloody teeth should be punished ten thousand fold for my role in the events of those hideous nights Lucifer himself will flay me for eternity and yet be merciful next to my memories and madness I can write no more I am bloodless as a ghost I hear them calling and I can no longer stay my answer the wood and and curtains rot and fade. The rugs and chairs will be made dust by time. All this lovely manner, even my broken form, will be gray, ash entombed. Lightless years and eons of silence. Mother of Christ, I see gray waves on eyeless skulls. They rise and fall with slime and slumber. It will all fade. But the nails, I hear them. The lovely nails will always remember, and I will never be alone.